Yo, uh, it's Nate here. Uh, you look nice. How have you been? All right? Yeah? Forgive this solo intro, but the uh, the, the truth be told, uh, I screwed up and I deleted the first 10 minutes of the pod we just recorded. I, I don't know how that happened, but, you know, the world's in a perfect place. Blame Trump or Brexit or whatever the fuck. Anyway, look, while we're here, um, and just so I don't have the other five chuckleheads mouthing off and chipping in, I thought I'd use this little opportunity to uh, give a quick, quick heads up. Uh, to some of the fellow podcasts that um, I like and that you should probably listen to and maybe it's slipping under your radar. Uh, first up, shout out to Anthony Pepper and Chris Dodds at Carbon Freeze, A-plus fucking Star Wars podcast. You get... I mean, they do, they do like... They, if you like Dungeon Punks, you probably like Carbon Freeze. It's kind of like, you know, the Star Wars version of it. Just a couple of scruff bags talking about lore and news and all, all the cool stuff that's going on in the Star Wars universe at the moment. It's, it's where I go to get my information because I can't be fucking bothered reading shit on the internet anymore, trawling through stupid comments. I let those guys do it instead, and they kick down with the knowledge. So definitely check out Carbon Freeze. It's on iTunes, it's on SoundCloud, and it's definitely worth an hour of your time. Uh, secondly, another uh, podcast has cropped up that um, I, I don't know if anyone else it, it, it doesn't do a very good job of advertising it but it's called Under the Dice it's done by this dude Stephen from Western Mass uh, he's in a fucking awesome band called Guilt Ritual who basically sound like Bloodlet with better mosh parts um, definitely check that out it, it's, it's a similar premise to Dungeon Punks it's uh, bullshitting about um, the hobby D&D Warhammer Metal all that good stuff. He basically gets in a pal of his, whoever's hanging around, and, and talks to him and bullshits about stuff. It's very infrequent, but it's definitely cool, and I think uh, with some more support, it could really come on. So definitely check out Under the Dice. That's on SoundCloud. And finally, Full Metal RPG. We big it up all the time. Those guys big us up. We've got a, kind of a circle jerk going on. We're sucking each other's dicks like some kind of Ouroboros. But um, Brendan and Ben, great guys. They update their shit regularly. It's always got good content. Always know what the fuck they're talking about, unlike us, of course, who just get distracted and go off on tangents all the time. But Brendan and Ben really know their stuff, and they deliver a high-quality podcast, and it's where I would go to to get information about this stuff. So um, check all that stuff out. Now, this podcast, like I said, I chopped off the first 10 minutes. Apologies. For this episode, we're joined by my man, Brenton Williams of America. Uh, he was over visiting, and we, he came over for the Corehammer Fest and, and hung out with us for a little while, so we figured we'd get him in talk about fucking 90s hardcore um <laughs> all the dumb shit that went along with it uh i've got the boardmans with me Ager's in the iron pharaoh of course max didn't join us unfortunately because um someone was having too much fun somewhere i presume and he was required for a clear up to kind of suck the fucking fun out of anything um but anyway i think what he's actually doing was sitting around drinking whiskey and uh, listening to thursday but anyway he's off doing that he'll be back on the next episode Apologies once again for the uh, unusual intro, and we'll catch you next time. Right, on with the show. Peace. I believe that Dungeons and Dragons is a direct quote from the pit of hell. Okay, so after a very brief intervals of our dinner, we are going to kick right off with a fad update. All right, this is the uh, new part of the show where we debuted last last time, uh, where we talk about the fads that we're all just fucking sweating this particular week. Everyone got a fad? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I got one. It's an audible fucking medium. 
Um, all right, I'm going to go in with you first, David Ager. What you got for me? What's what's on the fad table this week, mate? Uh, carried on with airsofts. So I've done all right so far. Yeah, no, I, I, no, I, no, I, I like the same thing twice. No, I'm, just, I'm just going to give a look. Update. Update. Fad date. So I would, I would say fun. that's past the fad stage now, isn't it? I think mm. it's more like lifestyle. What yeah, just mate. Advice living fad? that life. What just advice about passing interest? But what's the how long? What's the how long? Yeah. Gonna say because it, it's, first... it's that obsession, isn't it? Of of like two weeks is just solid. Da, 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 hitting it and then going. Oh, that's not yeah. airsoft. Obviously, way past that. I'd say uh, last fight I watched the entire series, new series of uh, Halt and Catch Fire, in okay. uh, in a day. What is that? Uh, that is a um, AMC now, I think it is, uh, slash Amazon Prime. Okay. Uh, it was, I don't know who it was before, maybe AMC before, but it's basically, it's kind of boring for a lot of people. It's set in the 80s in like uh, the tech industry in America. Um, yeah, but I like all that stuff. I like stuff. I like stuff set in like offices and stuff, because that's all I know about is like, you know, like photocopying. <laughs> don't work in the office. Oh, say again. Yeah, well, I've got an office. That sounds... <laughs> That sounds rough, mate. You like it, Brinton. You're... It's good. Yeah. It's, super it's great, good. isn't it? It's really dramatic. It's cool. Oh, it's I've, I've, like run, I've run out of toner. Who's in it? Is anyone famous in it? The, no. the the bad guy from Guardians of the Galaxy that everyone loves. Oh, Lee, yeah. Lee Pace, right? Okay. Is that who it is? Yeah. Lee Pace is in it. Or it's like the a, accuser. Yeah, yeah. As a as a cocky asshole sales guy that like that. turns the whole company around to like bends it to his will. Um yeah, it's fun. It's just like, it's the Silicon Plains, so it's like Texas had this digital revolution in the 80s, and these are people essentially just hacking like an IBM PC to make their own knockoff version yeah. and sell it. So, And then it, uh, last, it's on season three now, and that moves over actually to the beginnings of what is Silicon Valley now. Okay. Uh, it's good, it's really dramatic, it's, uh, it's interesting. If you like early computing and stuff like that, <laughs> I find that interesting. Thing is, you... oh, I haven't said anything bad about you, you're about to get in my face about it. I you're about to lose the title, Tech say, Daddy. All I was <laughs> going to say is that uh, I think you will probably enjoy it because you also have, like, you know, I mean, a passing interest in, I like, do. you know, Commodores and stuff like I that, you know, correct. Commodore 64 and the Spectrum well, and, and Sinclair and everything like that. Maybe I'll give it a try. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good, it's, it's interesting. So that's, that was uh, this week's fad. That's your fad. Yeah, acceptable. Thomas. What you got for me? He come back to me. Okay, I've stood at, uh, uh, Connor. Uh, I'm gonna choose thirty k for this. Thirty k is your fad. Yeah, me and Paolo have been on it for about a week. We tried to get a game in. We got a game in last night. It went well for me. Um, what's the points? What's kind of points uh, that we? We did a thousand last night. We're gonna do. How is that relatable to forty k thousand? It's about the same to be is fair. It? Yeah, yeah. It it's quite interchangeable. I reckon you could play thirty k versus forty k quite easily. Really? Yeah. And Paolo. Dist- Destroyed every all the Korama guys when he played, didn't he? Yeah. Last week, none of them could touch him, could they? No. no, no. How'd you get against him? Uh, tabled him in three turns. Yeah, I didn't lose. I didn't lose. Squad. Uh, I think Zing! Get back with this kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty, pretty successful, really. So, yeah. What were you playing? What were you drawing? I was Ultramarines I3. Oh, that's a vanilla No, 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 no. I, I, I thought Dave's choice was dry, but no, you've nailed it, man. Ultramarines are cool as fuck, dude. No, no yeah. Boring. Uh, and he had word, he had word bearers, so he's a pretty... Uh, oh, no, Battle yeah. of the Crag shit, right? Yeah, okay, it was fluffy it. as fuck. Excellent. It was in GW as well, which was always good. Oh, <laughs> <man. laughs> what made you do that? Well, Don't you live in a house? <laughs> yeah, well, you can't go all Does the way... Does Paolo live in a house? Yeah, yeah, but... Yeah, it was after work and after my uni, so we just got, what, ten minutes down the road and GW's there. Uh, I'd like to just put in and say cheers for the invite. Oh. Mate, you don't have 40, 30 can't be, bro. <laughs> just come and chill. In GW? Yeah. 
Mm. He goes in GW all the time and argues the toss. I am I am my CV in every three days. Jesus Christ, fucking invite me. You Look for out. Shit first before. That's why you're not getting the gig, man. It's What's you're that? Because you've got hygiene. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 You need that new Doritos deodorant. Doritos. <laughs> um, they okay. all definitely wear links because they see the advert and they are. Sorted. Have some of that. Sorted. Oh, Sorted. Yeah. yeah, like you. Like you. <laughs> loads, hey. loads of fit girls in Arndale. <laughs> so... Whose army were you using? Uh, Smarts and Marks. It's, it's my army. It's, yeah. my. That, it's not I wouldn't choose all terrain. So it's, it's a 40k army, you just use yeah, 40k yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know if you had like Forge Bob stuff. No, no. Mr. Lee. You, you enjoyed it? That was good. Mr. Lee's, was it? Probably all Mr. Lee's stuff. Oh, of course he did. Of course he did. Mm. How's his army looking? Really, really smart. Is it? He's got him in the Ashen Circle. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it awesome, like knights, yeah. they're so cool. Is he going to Galvor back? Yeah, they use yeah, them as well. Yeah, they didn't last long. I put my right the word bros, they look fucking yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I call it demon aesthetics. It makes it look different within marines. Even in the books, they're really cool, aren't they? And that first heretic, when, it's, when they all start turning, that's fucking sick. Mm. What's the, oh, I forget his name. There's one really cool one, isn't there, who, uh, who leads that Galvor. Yeah, right? I can't remember his name. Yeah, he's, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been a long time since I read it. Yeah, he's okay. awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's mates with... Um, it's Khan, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 Khan? Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Um, what's your fad, Bordy? My fad is Narcos, the TV series on Netflix. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I fucking put it. I've been meaning to watch it for ages, and then Jen said, "Oh, we'll watch it together." So I wasn't allowed to watch it, and then she went to bed uh, the other day, and I went, "Fuck it, I'm gonna watch it." And I watched one series in a day. One series in a day. Yeah, nailed it. Fucking on Sunday. I started Sunday morning, about half eleven. I just nailed the whole series, like thirteen episodes. Like shit. Yeah. And this, does she not mind? No, I didn't tell her. Do, oh, yeah. yeah. Does she now? No. Yeah, I've told her now. Yeah, <laughs> sure, I thought we were watching that together. It's, that's a rough one, isn't it? Because like, it was like with me and Sarah when Daredevil two came on. Yeah. She got really into it, but I really wanted to watch. No, it. No, if you haven't watched it, it's good. It's really I good. just don't say anything and watch it again, and, and yeah, I'm totally and not. try not to go. Cause you know, like yeah. Ooh, this bit's well This bit's decent. Yeah. All this bit. Send it on trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so have, you watched, have you watched both one series. and two? Yeah. Which one do you prefer? I can have both. I like them both. Yeah, but two's got all the... Yeah, sick. two's got yeah, a lot mate. of sick. What's yeah, the appeal? What's the appeal? Is it airsoft appeal? No, 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 no. No, no not at all. Although season two has a little bit of airsoft appeal. There's a lot of yeah. military stuff in there. Yeah. 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 So you want to know your angle on it. That's the thing. There's always an angle, isn't it? Season two's got... No, just right. I find it really enjoyable. He loves drugs as well, doesn't he? Yeah. The way they did it. The way they've done it, though. It's almost like... He loves smacking it. Yeah, yeah. Like Stephen King. Yeah. Link, link back to the last yeah, uh, episode. Nice. No, it's like the way you've done it. It's uh, it's almost like documentary. It's not like they do the voiceovers from like the two main characters in it and two real life DEA agents. No, we were involved. Do like a commentary of it, yeah, and then they show like news clips and stuff with it within the interesting the TV for the in, within the filmed. Uh, you know, the, I don't know how you say, it, but the film series with them in it. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's good. Oh, it's great. It's really, it's really good. Uh, no mention, no mention of the SCS though. We'll just put that out there. The well, the, the guy who did it, you know, like Joseph Padil guy. Yeah, he does the, um, stuff about the Bopay and stuff like that, don't they? Right. Have you ever watched any of that stuff? Yeah. Bus one three seven and stuff like that. That's pretty good if you want to watch that. What's that about? It's about the you know, like the um, favelas in Brazil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all like the Bopay. Uh, it's all like uh, Spanish and stuff though. Oh, okay. The good it's though, Marcos all in uh, Spanish. Well, no, 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 well yeah. the Americans speak American it. and the Colombians speak Spanish. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Cause... 
Subtitles, I can't be fucking right. It's hard, isn't it? I, 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 I always think, yeah. Uh, it, it is, it is yeah. mostly subtitles. Yeah. The majority of it will be in. You like it? It's decent, yeah. it's well good. Yeah, I'm sure it's it's Production values, bananas. Yeah. Like, Net- that is, that is like, I know, like, Netflix original stuff has had a lot of budget for a long time. Like, I know, like, the early stuff that was released had good budget. But stuff like Narco just shows, like, it's mental. They knock it out of the park, these yeah. days. Yeah. Dude, they've got, they've got, they've got no idea where they fucking filmed it. They must have filmed it in, like, because it's like, proper, like, Pavelas and shit, isn't it? It's like, yeah. But they, they must be running budget awesome. same as like a HBO series completely like to par and they're with them now um, yeah the, the writing's great really um, well. I can't remember the guy who plays um, Pablo Escobar's name but he's yeah. absolutely fantastic he's well good he's in it he's so yeah. good in it he's I'm absolutely it great it looks so much like him yeah. it looks so much like it's fantastic it's just it's such a gripping show uh, and they've got like they have the whole thing with the you know with the Pablo Escobar trying to like basically becoming a terrorist against the against the government, you sure. know, and, and like blowing up the airliner and shit yeah. like that, and all that's in it, and like the conversations between the prime minister and Escobar, and like, oh, you've got to turn yourself in, and all this shit. And he's like, no, nah, I'm never going to turn myself in. The people support me, and all this kind of shit. And, and now that so turns, like, that turns on, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like a modern day Robin Hood because yeah. he's like building apartment blocks for people and shit with all his money and yeah, I love yeah. all the real stuff in it as well like every yeah. now and again yeah, they show like real, they show the real, real news clips and stuff yeah. like that and at, at the very end like <coughs> the you know the bit where eventually Pablo Escobar gets killed yeah. um, spoilers it's not a spoiler because it's a real life event yeah. that's what Jenny said when I told her <laughs> I said that well, that's like me saying oh yeah like 9-11 you, you know in the yeah. film SS fucking killed. 9-11 how does the SAS uh, Iranian embassy siege finish oh. Iranians win don't they yeah, no okay you've watched Right, well, at the end, they, like, remake the scene to it, and then they show the real-life yeah. photographer yeah. from the police, and it's exactly the yeah. same. Like, yeah, it's the good position and everything is, like, exactly... The only thing they seem to take liberties on, again, spoiler alert, is there's a specific moment when one of the, um, one of the dudes basically shoots him point-blank. I mean, if you read about it, I don't know if that's actually what. So I don't know if they took maybe a little bit of creative... What, the yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, did see an article... He's you bleeding know, out, and the dude just... Yeah, you know his son's like he's like an architect or something. Changed his name and stuff. But oh, okay. really? He did. There was something recently. So I didn't read the article, but it was something like something ridiculous, like forty things. Forty things Pablo Escobar's son said didn't happen. Do you know? What? But so, yeah, but right. they do say it's like I didn't mean to Google what happened to him. I'm all out. They're always going to take a little bit of like cartoons. Yeah, because you're honest. You make it dramatised for TV. Yeah, I think Joseph Padilla's good on that as well. He always tries to take the all the real life stuff, like the newspaper clippings and the all the. Stuff off the news and stuff, and then he adds like the artistic stuff onto it. Yeah, so he's got a foundation. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay, so that's uh, what's it called? Narcos. Narcos. Shout out to Valeria Vasquez as well. Okay, fair play. Brendan, what you got? Uh, I have two quick ones. Oh, no, um, you only get one. You can do two quick ones. Okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's one of them. You can you know, fly back to America and yep. then fly back to you. Yeah. Uh, okay, what you got? Come on. Um, so the movie I Am Not a Serial Killer. It's a uh, it's like a it's a weird weird movie and it's got a ropey ending but I I loved it. It's this a, new. Yeah, it's like pretty new. Um, like it was in theaters and I think it's streamable and stuff now. Oh, and some stuff. Um, but it's it's about like a teenage kid in a small town that figures out he's a psychopath. Okay. Like that he has all the indicators that he's a psychopath. And he's like obsessed with death and obsessed with like serial killers and he's afraid that he's going to become one. So he's, like, investigating these murders in his town, trying to figure out no, what's going to indicate that he is one. <laughs> it's fucking weird. That sounds, sounds cool. Sounds, sounds vaguely oh. familiar. I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sounds like someone's life. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, did he nick any sausages at any point? <laughs> did he ever dress up like a crow? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so when, I, 
what I think is cool about it, and I, I watched it sort of soon, not that soon, but like within the same blast area as like Stranger Things. Sure. Um, and if Stranger Things represents this sort of like nice nostalgic blanket that you wrap yourself right. in and just feel warm and fuzzy, this movie is like the darker side of that. Oh. Like he rides a BMX around town, he has trouble with his family. It's like, it's the teenage years we all sort of had as outsiders, but, mm. like, the darker edge, not the, like, warm side. Yeah, nice yeah. And it just gets fucking weird. Like, he's he thinks his neighbor's a serial killer who's this old, decrepit man that he just thinks is play-acting the whole time and really just murdering cops and stuff. So it's it's cool. It it's, sounds interesting. Who's in it? Is it? No. No one notable. Did you say a film or a series? It's a film. It's a film. There's some notable people. I just honestly can't remember who That's they are right enough. now. And it's set in the 80s, yeah? It's set in like a nondescript. Uh, they have cell phones and stuff, so it's more modern. Yeah. But yeah, it yeah. feels because it's a small town. It feels like my childhood. Okay. Like just everything seems a little simpler and sure. weird. But that sounds yeah. interesting. Actually, is that, is that on Netflix or something? Or? Uh, I watched it like from nah. my cable. I think it was in theaters like a couple months ago. So I'm not sure what, where it is now. Is it a film? Yeah. All right. Send you like a series. It does sound like a series. Sounds like it should be a series. Sounds like a longer thing. Sounds good though, yeah. Good show. So, so what's it called again? I'm not a serial killer. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then... Title, the yeah. name of Nathan Bean's autobiography. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, no, that's... I, I think it was based on a book, so it's kind of changed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a fucking raw deal around here. Yeah, man. Oh, and the, the second one is a book <laughs> that I just read. It's an older book, but it's it's The Right. And it's the making of a modern exorcist. It's what that like shitty movie, oh, The Right, shit, is based yeah. on. But it's it's the true story of a priest from San Jose. So um, like born in San Francisco and and uh, was a Catholic priest in San Jose who went to Rome and studied for like a year long thing to become an exorcist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is like in two thousand six. This isn't old. This is like That's interesting because I thought they stopped. I thought they'd actually put the clappers on exorcism nope. as a thing nope. in the 90s. This was, yeah. they did. And then in the 2000s, Rome went, uh, there's a lot of people getting demonically possessed and we're not equipped to deal with it. So he assigned all of the bishops of the different dioceses. Um, they had to each put forward one exorcist from like their priests. Okay. And he got picked for his area and he's like, I don't know how to do this. I'm going to go to Rome on a sabbatical and learn. So it's just the story, it's the non-fiction story of him learning to be an exorcist. The guy who was a, the Catholic priest that where Connor got Holy Communion, he was an exorcist. Yeah. And it's he exercised that house, didn't he? It is batshit crazy it's because idea. it's this intersection of a whole bunch of people who are Catholics don't believe in exorcism, don't believe in the devil. And then there's this whole group that think like there's active demonic possession yeah. and they're the ones standing against it. And he's like going to a university and taking classes with PowerPoints about exorcism. It's, That's amazing. I love it's, the idea of this is that like they cancelled it in the 90s and said, you know, we yeah. don't need this anymore. How did they quantify it? <laughs> uh, there was yeah. like, oh, we've had a bit of a build up. It's like, like Family Guy. Yeah. So there's so, a lot of people who complained and then they brought it back. So in Italy, they have a demonic cult like hotline that you can call in. And they're like, we get up to 20 calls a day about demonic cults. Holy fuck. Where, and then, where's that cell phone number? <laughs> and then the other, the <laughs> other crazy thing. This was something just like dropped randomly that it, it was in like one paragraph. I was like, what the fuck? There was a special division of the Italian police that deals with occult crimes. They hire like they have priests on staff. They have like sociologists, psychologists, like criminal profilers. And I'm just like, what? Why is this not a movie about those guys? Like, that, what's called Hellboy? Um, the devil. Yeah. The devil. Inside is it that 
that horror film that came out a few years back. Oh, the one with the nun. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that was that. that. They had a, an occult police force in that. So, so the thing I have to say oh, is that the book's it. not actually very well written. Like the guy's kind of not a good writer. But for me, the the stuff was just so fucking weird and awesome. And here's this American like in Rome learning to be an exorcist, yeah. which all his friends don't believe in. They like, should have called it American Exorcist, yeah. you know, like American Ninja, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or American Werewolf. And... Yeah, exactly. Just something like American Exorcist. Yeah. I like that. Um, so it's like it's very badly written, but I found the content so good yeah. that I was into it. If if Fred Jones was in that, I'll, I'd watch that. Yeah, Dudikoff. Dudikoff. Yeah, Dudikoff. Yeah. American Exorcist yeah, with his so. mate, like yeah. just some mouthy black guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just whooping. Anthony that. Hopkins was in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, a also, horrible, there's a horrible bit in that where like this guy who's possessed coughs up nails. Do you know like the nails that were used to crucify Jesus yeah. or something? What's the film called? Like big. Right. Big the rusty right, right, like right right yeah. It was oh, okay. <laughs> But it's yeah, it was it was super interesting. Good choices, I like that. that I think that's good. Good. Come on in, uh, Tom. What you got? It's fair. Uh, I think it's just um, music this week for that's me. Fine. What you I've, got? I've not been reading or watching. Much. Oh, I watched Luke Cage. I guess I watched the whole thing in a couple of days. Really? Yeah, and I didn't really. I just watched it because I didn't you know. I, um, the streaming sites I was using to watch stuff that isn't on Netflix were all going tits up. <laughs> so I just jumped on on Luke Cage and I ended up really liking it. Really? Cause there was a little bit of it, like I, like I said earlier on, it was, I think it's about 8, 9 to 11, something like that was a bit weak. Okay. Got a bit lost in itself, I think, but brought it back at the end and I think the first, you know, like the first third of it was really good. I watched it, yeah. You've kind of gone off. Uh, for some reason, I've not actively gone off anything. I just, I don't feel the sense of excitement about it I would about you know, like Daredevil or something like that. I just, I think I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit washed out at the moment. Yeah, I mean, so I, much of it, there's just been a saturation. Yeah. You want to fuck them films off and just stick with the TV series? Yeah, 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 yeah. I have no interest in the films at all. Really it's not that War. much of it. I mean, two feels... Daredevil seasons over a couple of years, Jessica Jones and now this. I, think... I don't fuck with all that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff. No, and no, all no that. I don't, I don't either. either. I just think as a, as a whole, there just seems to be a, I tell you what it is, man, I think it's after those fucking DC movies that have come out. I just really like, Sour my palate on superheroes. That's why you don't watch that. Just watch those. Yeah. Just watch the Netflix. I reckon. Yeah, it's more local, localized. Yeah, I mean, I love all the other stuff I've seen. There's no reason why I shouldn't like it. I just haven't, and I will watch right, it. Yeah, I just yeah. haven't gotten around to it for some reason. Whereas normally I would jump straight. Yeah, on it. I did so, rate so it. Though, it's, it's, it is enjoyable. Well, well it was. Yeah, I guess because I did smash it in like you know less than two days. So oh, I guess that is kind of a fad in it. Uh, well, it's like a style of music. It's not like folk, yeah. folk music. Yeah, go on. Like Scandinavian folk stuff, like tingy, like the amount of black metal stuff yeah. we have on during the podcast. They yeah. just ended up getting like well into that. I mean, I've been into it for a while, but yeah, the past sure. week it's like all I've listened to, and I've just been getting a bit more into it. Do you know, like <coughs> memorizing the names and yeah, uh, sure. look, look at, also, that's what I was just about to say. Yeah, weather makes you fucking yeah, it's the weather more, for it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and I've just been like zoned, just listen, just do because I'm back at uni now, obviously doing like work and stuff, and I've just been. Smashing Good uh, background music in it. Yeah, yeah so. loads of cool, loads of cool bands. So I'm just getting. Well into <laughs> Tell that. us a band we should check out. Uh, Tenhi. Tenhi. I don't know how to pronounce it. T E N H I. Okay. They're like a nineties. I don't know what they're from. I don't <laughs> want to say it and get it wrong. I think I want to say Finnish, but I was say, they're that's like a, a weird kind of you know droney, forky band. Interesting. It's good though. I put it on on one of the games that we played you know one of the sessions D&D yeah, yeah, sessions yeah. but it's well good for that sort of stuff awesome but um Tony yeah it's pretty music, cool. yeah, yeah dead. excellent okay that's fine cool. yeah go for it sorry <coughs> my um my fad has been um 
I've really a lot of time to read or do anything else for that matter. I had two things. I was going to say, mainly because Max isn't here, I can say about him fear of him piping up. Irish people. Irish people, no. Trans <laughs> the Transformers comics that have come out, they've been redoing them. They're fucking awesome. Like, they're really, really good. And that sounds a bit... Oh, Transformers? Well, well, Transformers. more like. What, fun? Mm -hmm. um, no, uh, they're, they're really fucking good. Shout out to Dan Westrom for getting me onto those. But what I did actually want to talk about was uh, Westworld, mm. uh, which is mm. a show I actually... Uh -huh. I got really excited about, yeah. watched it. It's fucking and, amazing. And that, to me, that pretty much came out of left field. I hadn't heard anything about it until I saw, saw a trailer probably about two or three months ago. And I was like, mm. what the fuck? Seems like an odd thing to bring back, doesn't it? But when I remember, because you, did, you didn't know it was a movie, did you? Like, so, I knew because you did. You yeah, all said it. But, like, you didn't, but you weren't aware of it before, is what I'm saying. Well, I, only, I watched the pilot last night, so I knew it was a movie going into that. Right, okay, fair But right. when you got his role talking about it, when you first said, have you heard Westworld, I just thought you meant the TV show. I didn't realise that it was a film. Right, okay. I looked at some, like, stills from the film. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's old. It's only the 70s, isn't it? Yeah. Brenner, um, originally written by Michael Crichton, the guy behind Jurassic Park, Congo, and fucking yeah. whatever else. Uh, yeah, and it's great. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, got it, and he's done a fucking well, bang up job. He it, directed the first episode, didn't he? I think, I it's think. His, I think he's evolved the idea. I don't know if he directed it, but he had his look all about it. And Christopher Nolan's brother's involved with it as well. <coughs> Is he? Yeah, his name was all over it. Was it? Every single title was him. Right. So I'm assuming he's heavily involved yeah. in it. First of all, visually. I didn't know that was his brother, though. Yeah. Didn't, I, didn't really, I genuinely didn't know what was going on. It didn't, it didn't seem like a linear thing other than the name from the original film. Yeah. Uh, have you seen it, Dave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's well good, isn't it, it? I really thought it was awesome. I mean, well I excited like about anyway. It. The throwing that little sci-fi yeah. element, awesome. I hate westerns, and yeah. I loved it. Beautiful cinematography, was shot, it's amazing. Productions there, storylines there, great cast. Yeah, soundtrack's really good. Soundtrack's fucking awesome. Soundtrack's great. It's like Johnny Cash at the very end, it wasn't. Yeah, it? yeah. Johnny Cash. You had that little. I mentioned that little sound guard in there, straight, little player piano in the thing. It took um, me a little minute to catch that. I could recognise the tune. I, I assume. I assume all those songs are like slowed down saloon styles. Other songs, because that, that's not the only song they play, is it? Because they do paint it black. They do well, paint it black, like an orchestral. Yeah, that's really it. good. And I think there's, there's a couple earlier on, and I didn't even think about it, but it was yeah. only until the black hole. Someone came on, and you'd mentioned it. I went. Oh fucking hell, Black Hole Sun. I wonder yeah. if the other ones are. I didn't well. catch that. Yeah. Black Hole Sun. Yeah, it's it like was. The, uh, the no, no, yeah, no spoilers. Um, into it. It's really good though. What I liked about it, it was I, when I started watching it because obviously straight away when you watch the intro, you know that it's going to be pretty odd. Yeah. Um, Unsettling from the start, wasn't it? Yeah, and I, I was worried it was going to kind of do a bit of a um, a lost thing where it, it basically plays it out at the start like a straight up western, and you're going to have to wait like twenty series to yeah. actually find out what was going going on I like that they gave you loads of information straight up so we're not going to be basically waiting the next six episodes to find out oh it's not really like set in western time I like that I like they chuck that stuff out from the off difficult one to keep in the bag as well when you think about definitely yeah, 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 you, know, yeah. you know yeah, series exactly. do try it, it yeah to keep you know keep it was weird how he kept um, you know is he James Marsden the young yeah. actor yeah, he's young like the guy. main guy he's good um, I like him so it, how how freaky was it when he was just kept dying and then respawning yeah. going back in on that train yeah. Yeah. and it, that was just freaking out when you clock on that oh he's one yeah, of the yeah. robots that yeah. was what he's one of the robots no yeah. he's not yeah, yeah, yeah he's, cause that's why he respawns yeah. you, no you like, respawn as a player no no no, 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 no he's not a robot you're actually people that sort of people no they're people they're people you know the guy at the end spoiler sorry the guy who comes in and shoots all the bandits he's a human who's paid to be a guest yeah yeah and he got a picture with it James Marsden was the robot who respawns. Yeah. And so then the guy in black as well, I assume. The, 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 
Yeah, how do they know? Easy, because yeah. he refers to something happens. No, I don't think that James Morrison and Robert, because yeah, I, thought, I thought he'd get coming in just to meet up with that um, Dolores who he yeah, likes. That's what they say, though. That's what he plays the no, game for. I, I, because when you die... When a, when a robot dies, they die, and then they, the mechanics come in afterwards and take them and fix them. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah, yeah. he just was dying and then like loading out or whatever. And well, there's then... a bit on the train where there's two women and they're saying, oh, that's one of them good-looking yeah, robots. Yeah, he seems so yeah, real. Yeah. And uh, when, when Ed Harris kills get, gets them the first time, you know, when he goes to the house the first time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, he, and um, James, uh, James Madison shoots him. Yeah. And he goes, oh, you have to do better than that, whatever. Yeah. And he no, he shoots. says you, he says you can't shoot someone who's just yeah. loaded in, like you're immune to. No, no, because he's, he's he's not loaded in; he's a human. I know, but he says you can't kill new 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 arrivals. Newcomers are the humans. Newcomers are humans. Westworld. Yeah, yeah. I just walked back in, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, I did. I loved it. So, so then, James Carson's cool. a robot, right? He's a robot. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. For fuck's sake. <laughs> it's uh, it's fine. Watch it again. With the human. Yeah, yeah. It's similar to. It does seem like a human. Sorry, yeah, it does seem like a human. They so they intentionally like the filmmakers set that up. They wanted you to believe that he was a newcomer. He was human. And he had this relationship with the robot that they were forming. But, um, and, and then the switch was when he couldn't shoot yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. And as like, Harry says to him, it, I, I find it funny that they make two of you yeah. fall in love with each other every single day. That they and it's like set up well. every single day. I must have been texting at that bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I, I just thought definitely... that, you know, when you couldn't shoot someone, I thought that was because like if you there was like a time slot where, you know, because you've paid a lot of money to be there, because they, they yeah. say quite a lot that the rich fuckers yeah, use it. I thought it was one of those where you're like immune to dying for no, a bit after you get you, off the train. If you're a newcomer, which is humans who have paid yeah. to be in the world, you can't die, can you? No. In theory. In theory. I don't know how they make it out. I don't know how they've solved... Uh, newcomer on newcomer violence. Like, I assume there's a solution for it. I assume the guns don't work. But, I mean, like, if you just run up and knife a guy yeah, because yeah, you know, think yeah. he's a robot and it's a human, like, I'm That's sure they have a solution yeah. for it. But there, must, just, there must be a way they can tell them apart because those girls they, stay on the train, don't they? Are the humans oh, there actually in, in real physical life, yeah, form? Yeah, or yeah, or yeah. I thought they were in, like, a fucking fish tank. No, 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 no. They're not an avatar. They're actually there. Oh, right. Got it. And then, because the bit at the end, obviously, is the weird bit where... They made a point of the fly landing yeah. on the face and then not brushing Register away it. because they can't feel it. There's no registration there. And at the end, she swipes it away so, because obviously something's gone. It's and yeah. a glitch. It's because well, they, they couldn't hurt. Yeah, the, yeah, they, yeah. Hurt. Can't, yeah. they can't hurt, hurt a living thing, so even a fly. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's why the sheriff has to break down. Yeah, because the, the fly lands his face and he's trying to swat it, and then he has that sort of like brain aneurysm or whatever. Because it's something to do with like an upgrade, isn't it? The yeah. Upgraded like the. Well, host. I think the, it seems like potentially that be the, the the original creator, Andy Hopkins, made it on purpose almost. He's, yeah. he's maybe indicating that he has some knowledge of what he's what he's done. These these little upgrades. Yeah, yeah. and the, the vibe what, the vibe I got as well is that it's following on from the original film as well. Yeah, there was a so. reference thirty years ago, and also that sign. You know, what I mean, then it's a sub base It's been a while since I've seen the film. But I'm sure that's the. West yeah, no, World yeah, uh, Brinson said that before. Yeah. Now, is Ed Harris's character Yul Brynner's character? I got poo pooed for that. Yeah, I think, sure that I think Yul Brynner was a robot in the original. Yeah, yeah he was. And but I was saying, I think, saying, I think Ed Harris's robot. character. I, 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 no, I, I think he's a robot. No. I, mean, I think Ed Harris is one who's already, he doesn't know he's a robot, he's yeah. he broke his program, I, sort of thing. I, I think we're, we're bald guy profiling right now. Yes, that could be Bald guy has to be the same dude. He's just an old black as well, isn't he? Well, I, that's <laughs> yeah. That was just classic Western. Like, yeah, he's, he's I mean, a black white hats, white hats. Yeah. So, a quick practical question: the, the world that they're actually in, where is it? 
Just in the desert in... Well, some, I saw online people were saying that it doesn't even have to be on Earth, really. It could be anywhere. Yeah, you know, no, I guess nothing so, yeah. Yeah, but sure. People are saying yeah. it could be on Mars because of the landscape we, and shit like that. Yeah, well, we, we, don't, don't, we don't. They haven't told us yet. No, yeah. In the film, I, we, we also have a word in the film. In the film, the world, there's like a, a Roman big. one and then like yeah, a... Oh, fucking hell, yeah, of course. They were just like different... What episode, what episode he, do you think Neo through, and Trinity are going to come in? <laughs> and Morpheus. What world would you go and live in? Uh, this is a good the question. cowboy world. You, go, you do cowboy yeah. world. Yeah. You two? Britain. Roman. Would you go Roman? I don't know. I'm I'm such a history geek that you give me... You do that where you're like, oh, I definitely picked the Western. And then you're like, what about Roman? I'm like, ooh, Roman. And then you'd be like, what about this other one? I'm like, oh, we have that one too. Yeah. But I, I mean, there's something compelling about the Wild West. Isn't it? About, like... Lost Green Frontier, Frontier isn't it? It's being an adventurer, like, the, it's... All the vices are there. Like, every everything you could sort of want in this, like, ruleless, lawless land where it makes you feel okay to do all this stuff is kind of there. But, I don't know. Interesting. I, I'd have medieval. Really? Yeah. Oh, I hate westerns. I'd hate to be. I'd just end up fucking knocking everyone out. Like, if I was one of those... <laughs> that's not kind of the point. Yeah. I wouldn't last very long, though, because I'd be a shit bandit. I'd be... A <laughs> shit bandit? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that'd be the name. That's when you're doing decoy, okay. the wet bandit. The shite bandit. <laughs> uh, no, I'd medieval, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I'd okay. probably just get fucking a cold and die in a few days. Yeah, but I like to... Really I like to potatoes and just have a miserable life. No, I like to think that... I'd, I'd just like to have a battle, do you know, like a medieval battle in like mud and slush and shit, and get infected and die straight sounds away. Sounds great. Yeah, sounds like a laugh. Uh, what you got? What'd you do? You beat me to it. I was going to say exactly the same. Medieval England. Really? Yeah. We'd take our mesh caps back to the fucking back yeah, in the day. Yeah, won't we? You wouldn't know what hit him. We'd be fucking gods, wouldn't we? We'd get our own castle like that. Because they'll be going, "What's that on his head?" And then before they can even finish the sentence, my great swords come down mesh the back boys. of the spleen. <laughs> mesh for life. Yeah, I got a good show. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. Um, okay, uh, so that's, we're, all, we're all fatted out, aren't we? Aren't we all? I recommend yeah. all those. You know, all Brinson all. didn't mention uh, Starbars. Starbars. Yeah, or uh, Jaffa Cakes. Jaffa Cakes. We've introduced Brinson to some uh, a fine English confectionery. And your reviews on Jaffa Cakes, please, mate. I wasn't impressed. Too, too jammy in the middle. Too jammy in the middle. I was worried it was going to be too fucking, dry. You fucking... Saved us from two world wars. It's Starbar. Starbar, sure exactly. I think. I don't think I've ever had one of those. Oh, I love Starbar. Oh, but I don't, I don't have a full review for the Daily Starbar yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, mate. Can we get a live one later on of the whisper? Like, you open it, close to the mic, take a bite, and then we all go in silence and you tell us your immediate reaction. Later on in the episode. It should be pointed out at this juncture that Brinton hasn't slept for something like, what? 40, 40 hours? 40 hours, he's come straight on a plane here. Brinton, how I've, long have you been in the UK? Is it 50 hours? I landed at about 6.30 a.m. Right. So you've been in the UK now, what, 13, 14 hours? And yeah. all you've got from us is grief that he hasn't eaten all these things. What do you mean you want to try the fucking Kinder Egg? What have been fucking doing that 14 hours? You prick. That's all we've done. He just looks really tired and we've been pricks. Exhausted and we're just shouting it. Not after it. What do you mean you want to have Teddy Bear out? Swiggy Vine Brew. Like, part of me thinks right now, if you tried to hurt me, you couldn't. And this is just a really <laughs> fucked up version of Westworld. <laughs> this is the world you've chosen. Yeah. I paid twenty. I paid twenty thousand pounds to put into Gildersum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's about to sit in my North West World. I've only one experience what it's like waiting for you. East Lanks World. Oh my god! I can't wait for East Lanks World. Who can bang it? Who can bang it up, big hands? Big hands. Peace, Steve, knocking people out. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> 
Look at you. I didn't see it. Oh, God. Oh, shit. All right. Okay. Um, there was a few other things we were going to talk about, weren't there? So, um, I, there was a couple of news items I wanted to throw in, purely because uh, our friend, friend of the podcast, uh, Rich Sampson, yeah. Nerd Gore, he's finally got his finger out. He may have seen some of his artwork. He, he, he designed logos for us. Did a Koana shirt. Amazing, amazing old school fantasy artwork. Anyway, he's finally got his finger out. Stop saying he's finally got his finger out. Because that's insinuating that he does nothing and he's finally <laughs> just done something. It's what? He's done plenty. I've got him on Instagram. He seems to be quite active, to be honest. Look, he's my mate and I know what's going on. All right? Who's Basically. straight the most art? <laughs> Shout, shout out to Nerd no, no Gore, he's done fuck all for the past few years, but he's finally doing something with his fucking life. Alright, well, allow me to rephrase. He's been trying to do the Zero Quest thing since I started talking to him about three years ago, so I think it's fair to say. He pulled his finger out. <laughs> well done. Um, Needless to say, I had the last one. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. um, he's doing a, Zero Quest as a store, he's put up uh, some really nice stuff. It's like an undead print. He's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. really cool. It's nice. And uh, I know he's uh, actually taking some steps to make Zero Quest into a, a game. I won't reveal the details of that. He's got a lot of shit in the pipe. So check that out. Uh, a lot of shit in the pipe. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. oh, I was like yesterday. I was so busy working. Couldn't go for a shit. Yeah. I did the shit all day and didn't go till this morning. If you're interested, go follow him on Instagram at Nergor and he's got a link to his web store on there. And you get very limited. Quantities of stuff are always really nice. I think that quality. first one's limited to 30. 30, I, I think, think yeah. He may well have sold out by the time this comes out, but anyway, yeah. keep your eye on it because there's going to be a lot more coming from him. That's really cool. The other thing I wanted to briefly mention was um, the Kickstarter I've been following. I don't know if you saw me post about it the other day called Beneath the Inverted Church. It's That was a nice burp. That was pretty good. I was doing a little. Oh, uh, you're doing a metal was... oh. Yeah, Yeah, that's cool. Well, anyway, Beneath the Inverted Church is um, it's a Kickstarter that's been set up. It's. Uh, the guy Dungeon Dealer, Justin, yeah. on Instagram. And uh, they've got a really nice setting. It's, I, I believe it's a module, isn't it, in the old school yeah. style. W- would you say it's like close to Lament- Lamentations? It's, yeah, it I mean, Lamentations of the Women. Yeah. It's got <laughs> it's got that sort of sex, old school, uh, you know, game game system agnostic, but kind of dungeony, dark, yeah. twisted. It's, it seems really kind of like modern dark. Um, yeah. I mean, first of all, that's it's a great name. Yeah, like, I like it awesome. says so much about what you're doing yeah. just from the name. That's what drew me. It's going to be fucked up. It's an inverted, you know, inverted you can, church. It's really kind of like so that's fucked it. up. It's, it's beneath, quite, so you're dungeon crawling. Like yeah. you, so much is just. Hopefully, I'm not wrong about all these things, but it looks absolutely miserable, and I mean that in the best way. And it's, it's open source, though, isn't it? I think yeah. you can use it for different exactly. systems. I think. Yeah, you can jam yeah. it. It's adaptable. Isn't it? I think yeah, yeah. We could. Yeah, I mean, he said you could use it for like Pathfinder or D and D. From our, our friends, uh, Full Metal RPG just did. They just talked about did a segment about it. Shout out, Brendan. All right. And it sounds fucking horrid. Yeah, it's. They were reading it, and they were they were they were talking about it, and they were saying. This is fucking grim. Pretty bleak, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I'm definitely so, interested in that. So I, the I, best sort of positive review I can give for it is I was recently going to run like a module for a bunch of my wife's friends who are like first time role players and I was looking for stuff. And I looked at this and I went, this is way too fucked up for yeah. them. Yeah. That's not that, that's, shit, that is the positive review I'm giving. Yeah. It's like, no, this is too fucked up well, for give, my give, wife's friends. Give us like an example of what. I think it's quite hell. Uh, the, the vibe I get is quite Hellraiser. Clive Barker, very Clive Barker, yeah, yeah. It's like um, obviously we're going off. It's not out yet, 
I, have you read it then? No, I've, just, I've listened to stuff about it and I've read the description. And, and I follow the guys on Instagram, so I've seen them like hyping it up and talking about specific elements. And there's like something they hinted at that I read and was just like, well, that's off the table. Yeah, Sounds that's... fucking cool, but off the table for that group. And there's like a thing that Which runs... is like a mark of quality. Yeah. Like, it runs through the game where <laughs> you get like uh, stress points as you're playing it as well, don't yeah. you, through the game. And uh, it builds up and builds up. And at one point, like a, like a gong goes off within the world. I know he's got the most stress points, just like fucking loses the mind. That's yeah, that's, that's really in quite a lot of video games now, yeah. like, yeah. like roguelite ones. But they, there's they, one called Darkest Dungeon where yeah. you're going insane if you're in the dark, basically. So you've got to try and oh, keep. I don't know, I can't remember. Like Amnesia kind of thing. Like a catch yeah. 22, like you, you freak out if you're in the dark, but when you've got your light no, on. No, that one it acts more as a clock. Like, right. like things are going badly, you have to hurry and get through it quickly because everyone's going to go nuts eventually. Okay. In, right. in that game. Yeah. Right. Amazing. It sounds good, doesn't it? I've been following quite a lot of interest. You, you see a lot of stuff on Kickstarter coming through and, you know, what, ten a penny, aren't they? But that really, I like the artwork as well. That, there's, there's a couple of images there I thought yeah, were really yeah. quite striking. If you're going to play a game like that, you've got to make sure you've got your, your no phone policy in place. You've got to have your, none of your, like... Immersion. Like, like uh, immersion you know, no, hey, hey, you yeah. know, you've got, to, it's got, you've got to play it fucking straight, no... Like little giggles, no. No, you can't have any sides. It's got to be yeah. uh, that's quite focused, I think. Yeah. Um, I suppose having the right group as well. You know, you, you couldn't play that with a, a new players or anyone who was kind of like, no. you know, a, a faint heart, perhaps. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's, if that's fair to say. Well, I think we could probably get through it. If we weren't dicking around. Yeah, that's the that's the only that's the only game <coughs> that you've got to play it straight. And that's the thing in itself, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's not that easy. It's uh, people always seem to think that like. I was. Have you ever seen that movie, um, Monsters and Mazes? You, you're, you'll have seen it. Yeah, I'm going to do an article on it. Awesome. I'm glad yeah. you are because it's been on my mind to do something about it. Have any of you ever seen this? I've not seen it, no. It was a movie. It's from early 80s, and it's from a satanic panic sort of era of uh, D&D. Tom Hanks is in it, and he's basically about this kid who goes off to university, he's prodigally gifted, and um, he gets... The story is that he, he, he got to D&D and that's why he got kicked out of his school or whatever because he got a little bit too wrapped up in it. And um, he goes to a new school and gets in with a group of people and uh, basically goes fucking mental, can't distinguish between reality. Comedy? No, no, no. It's not comedy. It's, play, it's, a, it's, a tri- it's based on a true story. It's one of these... Kid, no, kill himself. Right, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm he, familiar with the truth. And uh, There's a true story to it anyway. Where they had- he didn't kill himself. No, no one kid shot himself. Tom yeah, Hanks but doesn't kill himself. this isn't. Uh, so the story is based on on a real person who disappeared. Yeah, and the cops all sort of pointed to Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. and they hired this private investigator who wrote all these notes and all this stuff, saying it was they couldn't separate reality yeah. from fiction and was yeah, lost in the steam this, yeah. tunnels beneath the yeah, school. Yeah, I've heard it, I've heard it, yeah. Oh, and now of it. Now, yeah, yeah. now yeah, and all of this. But it turns out the kid just did a runner. And was like living somewhere else, Watch. but that part of the story never got told. Yeah. So basically, so it, it just it. like it just you know smeared D and D as this like child corrupting or like adult corrupting thing. Because no. this was a college student, and it's all fake. But this was like the made for TV kind yeah. of movie about it. They, they sort of it's a it's a hang up, you know, it's mazes and monsters for starters. You know yeah, what I mean? Man. But uh, I'm sure pretty he killed himself. Like he shot himself later. Okay. Yeah, um, because his mother. Oh, went, on, was went on to 60 Minutes and stuff okay, it was, and they had like a, a debate with Gary Gygax uh, with a mother she set this thing called um, was it, it was like Mothers Against D&D or sort of Concerned About D&D someone like, okay. you know those weird like mad or bad yeah. you know it was one of those um, yeah they have a fucking field day with this beneath the inverted church caper but yeah, um, <laughs> yes 
Watch that thing. Watch that movie. It's on YouTube. And it's really fucking funny watching Tom Hanks play a cleric. It's kind of, <laughs> oh, he does it. He goes laughing in that fucking tunnel. They're down in the steam tunnels, like, oh. <laughs> I don't like the scale of their miniatures either. I noticed that. And they've got that weird table and their miniatures are like this fucking big. It's a giant. Yeah, what are you doing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, fucking morons. Um, that took us away from what I wanted to talk about a little bit. But, um, yeah, well, there was a, a couple of topics I wanted to talk about as far as... Um, was it DMing styles is what you wanted to talk about? Yeah, it's just like how how a game gets run. Okay. Like, I, You leave with this because I'm interested. So, I, I so, think it's quite interesting for people because a lot of people want now to... Might be interested in doing it and then not know how to... Because the, the, the cause DM is basically... To, like, yeah. I always equate it to being like... Be stuck Story in goal at school. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, it, you yeah. do it. You do that because everyone else wants to fucking have the, the so, glory and then just stick the fucking fat kid in goal and he's the DM. Yeah, so one, one, and not, not to rip on you, but I think a lot of DMs have a persecution complex. Like they secretly <laughs> really want to be the DM, but they also want everyone to recognize their sacrifice. And, <laughs> and, and like, but Nailed. it's, I, I also think it's, like there's a lot of different types. There's there's <laughs> the person that has the story they really want to tell, and it's their way, or you're fucking out. Like they don't care. Um, they have well, a story to tell. Ball. I'm not like that. <laughs> I'm not like that. And then there's the there's the DM that's like just facilitating a shared experience, and they're they're all the players are telling as much of the story as they are. Um, and then there's this sort of like. Because being a DM is hard. You're yeah. you're like an amateur psychologist. You're trying to, you know, make everyone have the fun that they need to have from it, even though they're totally different people with totally different characters. And some of them are dickheads as well. And, and most people are dickheads, just in <laughs> in general. Um, so it's this it's this interesting idea of like there's no right answer. You know, you can be no, no, an iron fisted soup Nazi like DM that it's your way or out, but you tell an amazing story. And people can't wait to play in your game. You tell your amazing story. Yeah, but yeah. like we go to movies, yeah, exactly, where it's yeah, yeah. one person's vision, yeah. and we we take that. We read novels. We do. Yeah, but uh, my argument for that, not not shooting you down, if mm-hmm. but that's what that's one thing I don't get. You know, it's a one. This is my story, and you're all like little parts in it. Yeah, and that's not to me. That's not a game, is it? That's like no. being railroaded into doing things. The, the idea of D and D to me should be. You're all telling. Well, so they, I'll provide the stage. I, and if you, you do it that way, you're playing. You're going from A to B to C to D to E. So here's the game you want to play is to go. I I want to go to A. I probably might want to go to D. Then I might go to E for a bit. Go to C. <laughs> maybe go back to E for a bit more. Then go to B. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the way. Yeah. You yeah. do what you want. That's but, that's the whole. But there are times when, like, the illusion of choice is just as good as that choice. Yeah. If you feel you're making these decisions. And even though you are going through the story they know they're telling, yeah. if you're feeling you have these monumental decisions that you're changing the world, that you're making all this stuff, it's it's sometimes as good as you actually having all that freedom. Yeah. I mean, like, the target, you could make this monumental choice between A and B, and it causes this effect. And you don't understand that that effect is going to move in front of you whatever you choose. If you don't know that, you still feel those same things. Yeah. That's like one style, and then there's this newer style of like the players are just as responsible for the story. Mm. The DM is just a facilitator, kind of running the game, but everyone is building the world and doing this. And it's like neither is right, neither is wrong. But I'm just I'm interested in how, like, what people have played with, uh, what they enjoy, what they think of themselves as, mm. um, and then part of this is from like the, again Full Metal RPGs discussion around like how they form a game. 
and there was a small thing at the very beginning that I latched onto where they were saying like, oh, how do you how do you as a DM decide to start a game? And they're like, well, I, I flip through a bunch of systems and I pick a system, and then like I start to build a game around that. And that's the exact opposite of what I do. What do you do? What's um, I try and think of a story, like whatever it is, no no boundaries. Like, what is a good story? And then I go shopping for systems that will best fit that story. Gotcha. And again, it's no right or wrong, but that's just a complete opposite of the sort of like, I found a system and now I'm going to make a story for it. Mm. So I don't think like, oh, I want to run a Lamentations game or, oh, I want to run like a D&D or mm. something else. I just think like, I want to do a New England folk horror game. Well, like, what could run that? Oh, Vampire could sort of run that. Yeah, or this other thing. Could run that, yeah. And then you just sort of, you find the, the piece that fits that. That's... And I think that comes from historical wargaming, yeah. where it's like, I want to wargame the Crusades, and then you find a rule set that'll do it, instead of the, the sort of opposite way. Mm. But for me, it's about, like, what the role of the DM is responsible for, because it's a hard job. Yeah. And, and sort of how, how players make that harder on them, how to make it easier on them, and what, what are the styles that work out for people. So everyone here is DM'd, right? Except you, Dave. Pop and Dave, yeah. yeah. Everyone else is the end. What do you what do you think about what Brennan just said there? I'm 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 DMing. I'm, well, I'm running a Shadowrun thing at the moment with Connor and his mates. And how, how how do you? I've got an A4 piece of paper. Written on that piece of paper is four words. Right, and that's it. That's my whole story. That's what those four, four words. words. Those that's, four, your, that's your campaign. Those four words are. I can't remember what's his name. Two dominoes. Two dominoes. Lucille. <laughs> And trumpet. That's it. That's it. And I'm forming a game around that. We've played uh, probably six, seven hours, maybe. Holy shit! And a lot before that as well. That's and an juggling. Oh, just juggling. <laughs> just brought those things down. So what? Um, why? So why did you think of those things? And why? Don't know. Because Connor said, "Can we play Shadowrun tonight?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah." I haven't really <laughs> thought of anything to do. So I thought, what better than uh, being a bodyguard for a, a spider shaman uh, trumpet player? Yeah, <laughs> I mean that works for me. Yeah. So. So are they? Are they the ones? Try, are they like we're gonna go yeah. get this job, and you're just sort of like feeding them content? Yeah. yeah so they they decide where. I'll say right. Well, you 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 look after him at this gig. He's playing a gig. He's playing trumpet. You know, he's playing all this jazz. All this jazz shit. All these people are coming in to watch him. He's like a really famous jazz trumpet player, or whatever. And then, like, what Connor's mates start seeing like illusions of these like figures walking through the crowd. That some of the others can't see, and uh, it's, the story's not unfolded yet. But then they got protect him when he goes to his hotel room to stay the night, and it just sort of goes from there. Really, so that's, your style is interesting in that you don't have a particular story no, to no, tell. No. You didn't really have any. You just like kind of fuck it. I'll make it as I go along. Yeah. So was that born out of necessity? You DMing, or just because they fancied? It's because they fancied playing. Yeah. Yeah. And because you knew how to play it. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. we played. We've already played one game that probably lasted about now 15, 16 hours, maybe. Yeah, I feel there was more, a lot yeah. more. There was a lot more. You had a lot more invested in that. Basically, what I did was I, I did a a rough story, and then sort of an A to B to C of, of the characters involved, right. and then set out a description of each of the characters' personalities yeah. and where they fit in relation to the other characters. Interesting. I think Shadowrun really lends itself well to stuff like yeah. that as well because and then like playing. Yeah, because you because you can contact things in the world better. Yeah. Like you can call people up because you got like. Communication devices and stuff. Okay. As opposed to D&D, if you want to contact someone, you've either got you a wall there, you? or you've got a, yeah. some like animal messenger or whatever you can do. Okay. I think it lends itself a lot, a lot well. Yeah, it's a lot more. So that works for you. You like kind of like yeah, yeah. ad-libbing and yeah, kind of yeah, make it up on a spot. Okay. 
which I understand for it isn't easy, but to me it's easier than trying to find the time sometimes to sit down and yeah, write. Yeah, you're a busy guy, isn't it? You yeah. just bowl off the top of your head. What about you? Uh, well, I've got like I'm doing the same group as my mates and stuff. There are quite a lot of new players, so I use a book module normally. You have a published module yeah. and you work through it. But I add loads of shit to it. Yeah. Just to make it more interesting. Yeah. Because I, I find it's boring for myself, basically, if I just follow the book module. Agreed. So I, I have to add loads of shit in. Uh, or I like to do. They're, they're not one off sessions, the sessions within the campaign right. where you're in like a specific environment and the environment is the story and they decide themselves of what to do. It's like a little side though. Yeah, yeah. I like to do that just to mix things up basically. So okay. say like yeah, there's a little town and they'll go in the little town and they make the story for themselves. Right. So you're facilitating like like yeah. Said, yeah. They so, decide who they want to so, yeah, so, we, so, so we kinda of switch, we go, I'm the storyteller for two sessions <laughs> and then this one session you can be the storyteller and I'll be the NPCs. So it's kind of like a, a pat for each I suppose that gets rid of that old age age old problem, doesn't it, of you're all sat in a pub and oh. a guy comes up and says, I've got a mission. Yeah. Do you so know what I mean? Which is the worst yeah. thing ever. So I think that's an important, like, because uh, I hate that. Yeah. yeah I, hate, totally, um, yeah. I mean, that's the standard. It? That's, yeah. that's the, everyone has to joke, isn't it? Yeah. Quest yeah. giver. Huh? Quest giver. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the thing Quest I also hate, the thing I also hate is this idea that, that players have that this isn't a shared experience and I can just make this entirely destructive, chaotic, yeah. against the grain person or we can have six people that have no reason to be together yeah. and it and it makes a coherent game because it that it leaves <laughs> that essentially puts unless the game master's up for it and loves that shit because some do uh that puts them in a very bad spot of sort of trying to have to constantly force you together when your own playing your own characters is forcing everyone apart and i think as a playing group and maybe i'm just too optimistic and nice i think players should get together and figure out amongst themselves with the with the game master or whatever why they would be a group. Yeah. Like it's okay to already be a group. It's okay to already have intertwined backstories so that you know and care about each other and when things are weird, like you will stick together and back each other up instead of just a bunch of people, you know, walking. Or yeah. the other solution is you just suspend disbelief and you you like Engineer. Yeah, my my character would probably just yeah. bail on these guys, but I'm gonna <laughs> stick around because it's the story. And again, neither of those is right. Some people hate the idea of not playing their character. And, it, and if that's the way you are, then just make a character that can, that can gel. And if you all, if you're going to have evil people, have an evil campaign and be... Yeah, we were like, talking about this before, because, like, well, Max is a fine example. His character guy peculiar. You can't, you're not going to knock about with an evil per. If you've got like, no. a, a goal that you've been working towards for ages and suddenly someone starts acting the, the dick. Evil. Basically, yeah. yeah, you're not going to hang about with them, innit? It's like, you know, if your party's all doing something and then suddenly you, you look aside and someone's touching a kid or something, yeah. you, you're not going to go... Max never touched a kid, that's just... Yeah, I'm not straight. saying that. I'm just yes. I'm trying to think of something the most heinous fucking thing <laughs> yeah, a yeah. person could do. You're not going to go, he's got a few issues, yeah. but he's all right. You know what I mean? He's good with a lockpick, that kid. So, like, we'll have him in. You, you're not going to do that, are you? You just fuck him off completely. You're not... So that's... It depends how much reality you want in your game. Yeah. Unless you are well, that party where you yeah. are a bunch of kiddly fiddlers or whatever. <laughs> Which but, is, yeah, but for me, it's like... Dean Diddler. Dean Diddler. <laughs> <laughs> for me, those work in these sort of short-term alliances. And you can get through some sessions and maybe a module, but it's never going to be this longer-term thing that, that most people want. Um, That's the thing I was going to ask. Do most people want that? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah, I'm, no yeah, one just, no one feels attached to something that yeah. is like one off. I've run short modules before, and I found them as a DM really dissatisfying because nine times out of ten, the people you're playing with are not got any investment in their character. They're just mm-hmm. there to prat about and like, oh, I'm going to do, you know, whatever. They're just going to do whatever. It depends. I guess it depends largely what kind of players you got. But if they're obnoxious, yeah, that's what you want out of it. Don't yeah, you when you have a campaign group, you want all people who are kind of pulling in the same direction. Uh, for example, this group is good, I, I think, because you all. Are interested in a story, maybe. I don't know. I don't even know. Well, it depends as well, because sometimes you might get a group of people who basically want to play a tactical war game, small scale war game, because that's what some people want, isn't it? Yeah. They just want combat. They want, I'm going to move six bases and I'm going to attack that guy. And they want the miniatures sat sat there, and that's all they're interested in, not interested in interacting with the environment. Mm -hmm. It's just 40k, but with. One person each fighting against a load of random stuff, innit? Yeah. I think as a player as well, like, do you know the progression system as, like, when you're levelling up and stuff? I often look ahead a level or two and go, fuck, I can't wait to be level seven or whatever to get this spell or whatever. That's that's like a bit of carrot on a stick sort of thing where you just, like, you're looking forward to that as well as the other things, like the story and what's going on in the game. So that's always there, you're like, and then you get there and you're like sick and you've been waiting for it and thinking yeah. how you're going to use it and what situation you're going to use a spell and stuff And also like. how you're going to get to that point because you'll know that like, you know, you kind of need to do cool shit in order to get cool shit, don't yeah. you? Yeah. You know? It doesn't, it never really enters my mind like, well, as you guys will attest to, especially Tom, the, the rules and that don't really come into my brain because I can very rarely actually remember them. Not so much the um, rules in general, well, but do you know the things I get, how I get better. But like the, com- the combat stuff, it never really enters... My mind, like combat. It's because you one shot everything anyway. Yeah, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking rogues. But it's one and done. Yeah. <laughs> Rogue style. Uh, but it, but I'm just going invisible. God, they're like it. Just um, that's probably the least the least interesting part of D and D to me. Like for me, all I want is just honestly. Most of the time, I just want stuff to go wrong. Like careful. He's right here listening. <laughs> right, right, like, most of the time, when the most interesting stuff has happened, I'm not, but it's when a lot of interesting stuff has happened when you have meant it to happen. Sure. But like, I think a lot of the interesting situations that we've had to find out, the ones where we've all been like biting our nails to the end of the session, yeah. is where everything's gone tits up. Where someone's done something which Nate didn't expect to. The exasperated Nate gasp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. For me, I just, I just, all I want is some cool shit to happen. That's all I ever want from D and D. Like the combat and stuff and all that doesn't interest me at all. I just want, like, I just want, I just want cool shit to happen. My mates, that's it. Mm. You know what I mean? That's what you want out of it. Yeah, that's yeah. It. I'm, but very, I think, I'm really simple like that. I mean, I think that that's a simple sort of statement. But for you, it means something very different than it could mean to someone else. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something where just communication is good. Like, you talk with your DM, you talk with the other players, and you, you find out what we all think is cool, and then it's the DM's in some ways job to, like, provide that. Yeah. Um, but if you're not telling anyone, <laughs> like, how are, they're, they're just having to guess and hope and dream and, and maybe just do their own thing and hope everyone enjoys it. So I just think, like, communicating what, what we want to achieve as a group and, like, what we want the DM. And then a good DM will be feeding you those things. So you'll be seeing, like... Uh, Tom's buzzing on the seventh level thing that he's going to get. So once he gets it, I'm going to give him a chance to use it. Then I'm going to give him a chance where it looks like he should use it, and then it fucks him. Like, yeah. like just to just to scare him a little, and maybe not think that I can just run up and do the same thing every time. You start working with all these elements, 
but you have to know they're they're fun for those people because you don't really care about combat. Some people only care about combat. Some people only care about dungeon exploring. Yeah. Not even fighting, like disarming traps and mapping and doing all these yeah, things yeah. that I want nothing to do with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, the thing, you're kind of, you, you've got five, six different people, like, kind of wants and needs, you've got to kind of cater to, isn't it? And it's yep. like, not, you don't want anyone leaving having a shit time. That's what I was thinking about, what you were saying with the different styles of DMing. I have a story, right? I've got this, and it's kind of evolved, and I've, been, I've thrown in the elements that they've brought into the game. But do you think do you think I railroad you? No, I would say that. I would no, say no. it's a fairly like. Please, please tell me I'm doing a good job. No, no, no. <laughs> it's fairly. Do you think Did, it's a mutual experience or? Well, it, like it's railroaded. Say it because I'm not. No, yeah, it's railroaded at times. Like at the moment, it's railroaded because it is railroaded. Because it's part of the story. Like other times, it's not. You force yourself. Into yeah, yeah. I think though, like from the the little bit I've DM'd, I didn't go in with. I, I did go in with the story, but basically what I did is I just wrote down six NPCs, a little description about them, and. No matter what you did or whatever, you would always end up at the end goal. Because, like Brinson said, you just, I just move the goalposts. Goal yeah, yeah so story, if you if you if I've said you can go left <laughs> or right and you turn right, I'll put whatever was left in the right because yeah. you don't know anyway. Yeah, exactly. So whatever happens, I'll just if you kill someone who I was like, he's going to be the big bad guy. He's not the big bad guy anymore. The person you would, who you mates with the is the big bad guy. The illusion of choice. Yes, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter because it feels like sandboxy and you do whatever. But at the end of the day, I can do whatever you want. Kind yeah, of. Yeah, I was... didn't even play with rules when I played with um, my friend. I gave him a very simple character sheet with like four stats on it. Okay. You know, just like the main ones, um, and I just we did it all on a d20. Really. And I just didn't even have any stats for any of the monsters or anything. I just made it up in my head. And if you rolled shit, I'd just be like, talk, why? Basically, it was, it was good, but it wasn't that rulesy. It wasn't that cop. And it played him, it was single player. Me, me and one other guy. So because, um, I was saying, because he's on his own, he doesn't have to rely on everyone passing stealth tests or whatever. I could it's use more, like, you know, actual video game mechanics in there. Like, because he was sneaking and stuff. I made it like a... I don't know, I could just kind of tailor it a bit more to whatever playstyle he was going for. Yeah. As opposed to being like, you can't expect a group of five people, some that might be fucking six feet tall, to just creep along a tiny edge or whatever. No, that's fair but it's, a, it's a bit different, but it, it does work, Did though, like I it? think. Did I like it? Yeah, you have fun doing it. Yeah, well, yeah, I just used the same story and NPCs that I used in that group one I did in Nottingham one time, it's and it worked fine, but I just kind of changed it a little bit, you know, to be one-player friendly. Mm. Yeah. But I came into D&D originally thinking, because it's an RPG, I play RPG games, video games, yeah. and I've always enjoyed loot and stuff like that, and getting new loot, and going, oh, what's better, like min-maxing my characters, and going, oh, that's always a little bit better, but that just doesn't happen in your campaign. <laughs> it's not very loot-based, so I well, dropped that pretty straight away. So, like, I'm not, I'm not very loot-based, but I definitely... Like, I find myself, I, I don't care, if, like, how much damage I do, I just need to know that I'm useful in some context in the group. Yeah. Like, I'm the rogue, so I'm supposed to deal damage. So if I don't deal damage, I just, I feel useless in combat. So I, I min-max really just around, like, please let me be good at what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, and once I can do that, then it's like, it's good. Um, but I think that's caught our DM off guard a couple times, like exactly how good we are at alpha striking. <laughs> so like, do you go invisible and then just like fucking stab shit? Like yeah. So I I get sneak like we um like there was a big bad person that was supposed to be this epic fight and we like wasted them in two turns. Right, um, that's happened a few there times. Was, <laughs> there was a mind flare and we're like fourth level. 
there was a mind flayer that was supposed to be like I think this recurring villain. Yeah. And as soon as we saw him, he was like sucking the brains out of someone. I'm like, now's our chance. <laughs> and just jumped him. No provocation. Just like jumped on him and like chased him to another plane. The it's thing, like, the thing the is though, trip. like, why if I was the DM in that situation and you popped up and you got a crit and did 100 damage mm-hmm. and this thing had 100 health, I'd just be like, well, no, it's got 500 now. I wouldn't tell you. Well, I'd just be like. He doesn't even do any that. He doesn't even seem to notice you. And you'd be like, "Oh shit!" Because there's no point me going. I guess I'm gonna stick to what's in the in the rule book and go. You've killed this NPC that you've been building up to for three months. No, so he shot, had you know? he had the mind flare. Just there's like an ability they have where they can shift planes. Yeah, they do. and he just bounced. He was just like, "And I'm out." This sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think right. I guess it depends like on and, and how it happens really. Like if if. If, for example, the whole group's involved and like this is actually a decent plan, we could take out this bad guy really quickly. I think that should be rewarded. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, even if you built it up, you're like, shit, I didn't think they'd do that. I think if it was just accidental, like the group just rolls in, well, you went first, get a good roll. And it's a bit of an anticlimax. I think, yeah, I think you should build it up to be a little bit more. Yeah. So we're... I think it depends how much planning and how much luck was involved <laughs> and stuff like that. Really. So it it sounds like the table is agreeing that the DM should cheat. Yeah, I don't think it's cheating though because the, the, number, of the, rules. the number one rule I think of an RPG is just like I'm, I'm okay with it I'm just yeah. clarifying they, they think this a small thing I disagree on I never cheat when it comes to like their stats and their hit points and stuff I never fudge them okay. I think, I think I, it lends because, itself to the story though if, if you've like if we've built up this guy and he's like oh we've been looking forward to facing off with him for ages and then we two hit him that's true but it's a bit also, shit isn't it I mean I'm not always thinking about that I'm thinking I know what this character's capability is and these abilities are. I know what sort of person he is. And part of the whole thing of it is the swing of this game. Sometimes you get lucky. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that's Sometimes you... You know, so, how many times you see you see something like Wanker outside Witherspoon one punches a guy fucking kills him. Do you know what I mean? What, the chances of that in the real world normally are, are seldom, but these things do happen. Do you know what I mean? And that's... You know, you're not going to one punch the fucking bad, the big bad. That's... So he one punch you. You, you could this do... Is, this is boring. I find it's, it. I find it, I find it. I find it dull. I don't. I don't. I don't see that as a victory. Like I said, because for me, the, I don't enjoy the combat, but necessarily the mechanics of it. Yeah. But I enjoy picturing in my head what is going, on. going on. So for me, that's an anti I don't see that as a victory. Yeah. I don't see you know what you know one hitting someone is like. Oh sweet. Do you think has there been I, anything in a campaign where that's happened where you've gone? Oh. Really? So there. This leads me to one observation and then one further question. And the observation is, I think like one hitting is sort of simplifying. And I think it's like a sniper thing, right? If you spend a week like stalking this person, hiding from guards, taking out people, replacing, like getting yourself on the inside and getting to this perfect moment and you execute, like that can be as good as an epic fight. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, Keegan versus Sharon. Sharon was exactly like that. You, the, the combat itself is over really quickly, but it's the build-up to actually getting to the point where you can shoot that guy with a sniper rifle. As opposed to D&D, it's like the slog of the combat. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit sloggy, isn't it, sometimes? And then the, I find it. That's my thing that grinds it out of me yeah. sometimes, is the combat. I need more rogues. <laughs> what we've got is a fucking shit ton of paladins. <laughs> Less paladins is what we've Because I, I infights quick, apparently. Yeah. Um, the, and then the question is, and this is something for people who have DM'd, uh, how hard do you fight? Like, when you're the NPCs, are you just, like, moving them to the closest guy and swinging? Or are you, like, 40k tactical? Because you have perfect information. You yeah. know all their stats. You know what hit points are on. They know what spell slots they've used. 
So like you can't play as hard as you could because that's kind of unfair. It but you also days, don't you don't want to just like oh I move it towards you and attack with these two ro- like what what do you do for like how hard are you trying to out tackle your I, players? I'd like to know. I have my own thoughts on how oh. Nate. I'd like to know what Nate's thoughts on his own DM style is, regardless. I, I scale mine to the story that is currently going on. If it's like a trivial bit, I don't want it to drag on. I'll just let let them get the confidence up and like smash them up, and they feel, oh yeah, we beat those guys. But then, bang, like some other guy comes in, you know, kind of just knocks him down off a pedestal, like off a down a peg or two. But it depends on the story. I wouldn't like make like a if they were. Just rolling shit against like some fucking rat men that are supposed to just be a little two minute thing. Yeah. I, I'd just kind of Cold make it. I'd kind of help them out a little bit. Do you know? I made one mistake and like we were doing this campaign. I only ended up doing this like campaign out of necessity, wasn't it? That's the only reason I'm leaving the DM. I didn't have any big desire to do it. We just we wanted to play, and it happened. So I've been kind of making it up as I go along. Up until this point, <laughs> up until this point, I've enjoyed it. I've, I've learned, but it wasn't like my natural kind of. I, I'd rather play. Well, I, di- I disagree with all of that uh-huh. because I think I think you are suited to doing it <coughs> because you create a narrative which I believe is part of your unification mm. you do at the moment. I think you like. <laughs> I think you do. I think you do like being a DM. I think it lends well because you've always ran. Ran, <laughs> operated bands, however you want to yeah, say. It. I maybe. think I think being a DM. I'm not saying you always enjoy it. I'm not saying that's the only thing you should do. Yeah. But I think, and you say you make it up as you go along. That's mostly bollocks because yeah, you created mean, a very grand, over, you know, a, a huge narrative for us, you know, to, to explore. Nate, a huge Nate runs explore. shit. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, sit down, dickhead. Yeah. Well, 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 what I was trying to say was in terms of my, I, I didn't follow anyone else's, like, kind of, I'd, I don't know any other DMs, do you know what I mean? So I was literally just kind of going, oh, what do I think is cool? What do I think they think is cool? I've only ever played as a, a player in other games, do you know what I mean? And it's real different being a being a DM, do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, totally. What are you, what are you chatting about over there? So what do you reckon to that? Eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you hear us talk all the yeah. point, you think we're saying something about you. It's, it's just Tom or someone going, what do you reckon to that? That's what it is. Um, so, yeah, but only as... You know, we started playing it out of the box. Um, it was just a starter set, and it's only as I was playing through the starter set. This is me all over. I see something, I go, I can fucking make that better. You know what I mean? I always think I can make it fucking better or sweeter or whatever, and so I'll throw little things in. And that's what led to them having this sprawling campaign or whatever. It's, when I come up with NPCs, I don't come up pull them out of my fucking head for no reason. It's, this situation will require some kind of character. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was in a garden centre the other fucking week with my wife buying flowers and this woman walks past this elderly woman right with her daughter and she's rummaging around looking for herbs and stuff like that and I'm just in the end I was just like that's Perhaps that so. witch yeah no straight away her and Verity Harkness in the right. game is that woman from the garden centre because I think I'll figure her out somewhere because she was just so weird and striking do you know what I mean but yeah I don't know the, the only time I've not I've not liked it and the only time I think I made a bad call was in the last session we did. I think I've been alright up until then. But the last session we did, I, I sent in an overpowered character. Mm-hmm. Now, they could have... I didn't yeah, realise... You weren't overpowered. We were underpowered yeah, at the time. In context, that, that was it was difficult it, for us it to... Was, it was a mistake. 20 health points between the entire oh, group. Man, they, like... They'd come out of a really big yeah. skirmish mm-hmm. and they were on the run. But they were being pursued by like these drow mercenaries mm-hmm. who basically were huntsmen. And I sent them in. And I actually didn't send them in straight away because I, I knew they were too much for them. But... I, in my head, I'd place them somewhere else in this particular maze, and they happened upon them. 
and I, instead of me doing what I should have done, which is dial them back and move them on. You wanted a giant spider. Yeah, basically, I wanted a wig him up. I didn't, I, and it went. They came in and they fucking just tanked through them, and I was just like, I, I fucked myself here because I'll never find the end of this game. Do you know what I mean? I've killed two, two, three players. I, I knocked out three players. Yeah, I, I almost, I almost died. I had one. I got my last roll. No, you were down. We were, yeah, no, yeah, you were I mean, almost. I mean, I almost you like fully, yeah, yeah. almost, yeah. And the only reason they pulled it back is because. The purpose of the, the, this particular exercise has been to like recruit NPCs for the final stand, if you like. So they had a few extra bodies hanging around, one of which happened to be a very high-ranking uh, witch who could throw out a healing spell. Shape. Yeah, who just brought them back. And I, it was it was purely fortunate that I had her there, because otherwise I would just fuck myself completely. And that's the only so, time I've gone, that was a bad call. So what, what I've found myself doing, and I, I hate when this happens, is you, you feel bad for them. So, like, you send in the things, and then you're like, oh, I feel bad, so I'm going to kind of half-ass play in them. Yeah. Like, uh, they'll move up, and they'll shoot, even though I could double move and attack with an yeah, extra action always. and, like, do more optimized things. Yeah. And and what inevitably happens to me, and it's just my bad karma, is I'm like, oh, no, and I'll kind of, like, sandbag it, and the party will just roll them. The party yeah. will just, like, murder them and just be like, oh, that's no problem. This game's easy. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, because I was going easy on it. <laughs> you just, can't tell them that, can you? Like, this is the no. thing. It becomes unfun. Yeah. The moment you, like, the moment... Like, <laughs> you, tell, you tell us that all the time. What's that? I made that easy for you. I say all things back because it's, I don't have, like... It's just lying. It's all lies. <laughs> Those drow were not particularly super hard, but because you were so... You'd come out of such an awful situation... You were just, you know, even the hardest paladin in the world can get his ass answered when he's not when he's got fucking cold. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? course, yeah. And that's and that's basically what happened. I think we got out of it because I don't I don't want your characters dead. You know, I know this, I'm not one of those DMs who wants to kill some. Yeah, some that's like that, some like do. That. Yeah. Like that's another style that Have we hadn't Sarah, talked about. It? Yeah, this like antagonistic game where you you design this death dungeon. Yeah, and you I'm gleefully you gleefully put players through this meat grinder. And just watch them like get splattered and drop into oblivion yeah. spheres, and and I've never been a big fan of that kind of game. I don't think the the narrative style like it fits a video game where there's like very rigid rules and mm. interpretations, and you can test the limits of the system very quickly and easily. But in like the role playing game, I never like this sort of. I want the DM. I want us all to be there to have a good time and create a cool story. And for some people, like dying 20 minutes into a really hard dungeon is a good time and a cool story <laughs> but it just it doesn't do that for me i feel like it's if the if the dm plays it straight they can just murder us and if the dm isn't playing it straight then like when i die is arbitrary and i don't care anymore yeah so i just i've never understood the, it like, seems crazy to me and I, I, I say that to these guys all the time i'm not adversarial so i don't want I, I could fucking flood that sewer with drow or whatever it is yeah. and, you know, i'm not interested in that you know what I, mean? I want you to get to this, I want you to get what you've been working for. I almost, you know, the fact that Max, his character isn't there, is kind of sad to me because I would like to have seen you all kind of like shoulder to shoulder at the end. Do you know what I mean? That would have been kind of cool. But, you know, some, some player murdered his mate. You know what I so, mean? These things happen. <laughs> I may have been watching all the Star Wars on the plane flight, oh. but there, there's always blue outline force max <laughs> that comes to help them at the last moment with some sage advice from the from the netherworld unfortunately max is burning in the bubba yoga oven uh, even as we speak but that might be another plot device who knows who knows huh what <laughs> uh, oh the bubba yagi 
Um, okay. Well, is back there anything else you want to touch on that? <laughs> no, I mean that's. <laughs> That's just sort of just kind of a discussion around how, like, what for me it's just important that like what a game is, and this isn't related to system yeah. or like rules or that, but like what the people create at the table. Uh, everyone sort of gives lip service to a shared experience, but it really is, and I think a game can be made a lot better by just coming to some simple agreements before it even starts about what kind of game you're playing. Yeah, I'm really lucky with these guys. I say this all the time, but. They all are good. You know what I mean? I never have any real fucking problems with them. Occasionally, might be... My only, I think, issue is every now and again when uh, people kind of... Tom? Yeah. <laughs> Me? People, people, <laughs> no, he, he's perfect. You couldn't... Like, I know every now and again I, I complain because Tom will always throw a span on it, but that's the good Wild thing. Wild card, baby. Yeah, yeah that's great. Pure, pure trickster. So it, it's not great so as good. a DM. Sometimes it sucks. Definitely not. But uh, it, it makes... It makes the character. Do you know what I mean? It's like, a laugh, though. It's it? when you're in, like, you're in the room and uh, like, uh, what's the what's the ceiling like? Yeah, it's shit like that. What do you, like, you mean? Fuck, does it matter? What's like, the ceiling like? I'm gonna, I like I'm fucking. Cash, I like knowing. I like knowing what my environment's like. No, it's decent. When I read books and stuff, I like a very descriptive author. Do you want me to do that from now on? No, not like not just like off the top of your head. But if I ask you what a roof's like, I expect you to be able to go um, pebble dashed. Yeah. Not go. Artex. What do you mean? I haven't really thought about that because you, you can just make it up, can't you? When do I ever do that? No, you don't. But okay, fair enough. Every, if I ask a question, it's usually got a reason. All right, I'm, yeah, because it always just seems like an arbitrary question, things like that. But I suppose in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's, it helps your immersion in the third dudes. I can't really. Yeah, my point was there. You, you know, so what, why does why does Brinton, why does Brinton think that I'm the bad one, is there some WhatsApp that I'm not a member of DM's called WhatsApp, Tom's yeah. a twat? <laughs> it's, just, it's just a DM WhatsApp where it's, we've just been, been off it's, like, it's not just one. <laughs> no, a few WhatsApps, yeah. I don't understand. It's called the twat DM chat. <laughs> you one, say, two, yeah. and three. Like we had the right oh, start. Fucking hell. Yeah, you were going to say, you wanted to know what my thought was. Yeah, that? only because, yeah, so Brin's original question, you just touched upon it, was, you know, adversarial um, DMs. Yeah. And sometimes I don't think you are because, like you said, you could have you could have filled that um, that sewer system with drought and killed yeah. us quite easily. Wouldn't have even been a problem. Oh, the sure. room where Max had murdered all the innocent people. You could have just kept sending troops in until he died. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which so, I could have done. so yeah. I'm not. And I'm not because you didn't push the story forward. Did yeah, you? exactly. Definitely. But sometimes you will. I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but just sometimes you will let out a bit. A frustration when yeah. one of your guys misses hours or glee if the detail and that's not a bad thing at all because I like that you, you I like it when you get a crit that doesn't bother me but yeah when you get oh, a crit you just, hey, look at this look at this and he makes everyone look at the crit no when he gets a crit he lifts his DM board says, up yeah, so we can see his dice and he goes, says he says it's because he wants to see that he's not cheap but I think it's just because he, he's buzzing he's got a crit well, they're, they're which is awesome. Fine. Yeah, they are. Yeah, which is, which is fine. Sense, it's not I, I do roll a lot of them as well. And but that's, that's the thing. Not this <laughs> at all. Like it. Yeah. I don't want to think I'm just doing it for the sake. I roll good a lot of the time. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's one of those. But yeah, you can totally put your d20 down. Roll a different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. Holy no. shit! I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Behind so, the screen. But <laughs> hey, guys, you've seen that. So like, <laughs> I mean the 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 two methods I've seen are the kind of just video game like light video game style where they have kind of they move to the nearest thing they shoot the nearest thing whatever and then there's this idea where like I'm going to be really fair and like story driven and narrative driven and setting up the encounter but once we're in it like once that encounter's happened and the, the pieces are set 
Like I'm going, I'm going hard. Balls deep on him like yeah, that. I'm just gonna. Do they have this combo attack? Do they fight better if they can flank you? I'm using it. I'm gonna find a way to pin the. You know, I'm gonna recognize the the damage threat, and I'm gonna go after them first and like do these kinds of things. Mm. Um, and I, it's it's a fine line because you don't like, balance in it definitely. You, I no one to wants it. to feel picked on. Yeah. I was trying to do it on like the intellect of the monster. Say yeah. if it's like an ogre, they're obviously just going to run at you. But if it's like a drow, they're going to try and methodically try and piece you together. But, well, that's like what I was saying. You know when the drow went... Th- Sorry to get game specific. I'm not going to fucking hate this. But when the drow... It's just me. I'm the only one. No, I don't like it either. It gets them quite a bit. But when the drow were fighting in that pit with you guys, they took him out first because he's the tank. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And, that, and you said to me, well, they'd finish me off. I disagree. They'd wipe out anyone else yeah, who was trying to do yeah. with arrows and things like that. Not so stupid, are they? They're not stupid. They don't, he's on his ass. He's no threat to me. They would have just gone around, which is what they were doing, and knacking everyone else. So it's, you know, there is a logic to these things. So intelligence is a tough one, right? Yeah, because uh, there are lots of animals that we would not call intelligent, but they can hunt. Yeah. They can hunt they're better than I can. Yeah, they know what threat like, is, don't they? Like they know exactly. They know how to target weak points. They have just this ingrained knowledge. So you always have to be like, what their purpose is in their yeah. sort of life, and if it is relating to this combat, like let them let them do the cool stuff. I didn't mean it as like intelligence, yeah. like a mixture. If it was uh, attributes wise, it'd yeah. be like a mixture of intellect and so wisdom. Like threat rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A threat, threat rate. Yeah, yeah. yeah you go for like you want to take out what is likely to cause you the most harm. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, that's how I would look at it. You know, they're not going to take out half of them when there's a fucking. Yeah, you never up, mate. What's no, going I, on? Was I, I just got like a bit of dead leg going on. I get it sometimes. You know, yeah, I get cramped and start screaming. Yeah, yeah it happens all the time. At this fucking table. Okay, I think we pretty much. One more question. Go on. um, for DM style, still, do you 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 so you DM for two different groups? Yeah. Does your DM style change between the two different groups, or do you keep the same style? Um, I don't know actually. That's hard to tell. What do you think? You I think it changes. It changed. Yeah. Is it, you playing two different systems or what? Yeah, it's two different systems. Yeah, one's D&D, one's Shadowrun. Okay. And what, what's your style? For? So Shadowrun, you make it as you go along, you're probably a bit more free. What's the phrase? You yeah, take it out, but yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. It's the same, but I didn't mean it like that. I meant like, how do you interact with the other players and how does that form the story? It, yeah, I think... Because I'd, I'd say you're a lot quieter as a DM in the one with my mates. So that makes the story a lot more prevalent. Yeah, so I'll let the, you tell the story. Yeah, yeah, as opposed to the yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm the like, I'd like to think I'm that cool, breezy, like make it up as I go along, improv, <laughs> awesome, like do what the play. I, I can't. No. Like, I like having handouts. I like having like if they get a note, yeah, yeah. I like having the yeah. note and like crumple it up and stain it with some tea. Yeah, and, like, that too. Give it yeah, to yeah them. I do that as well. Yeah, and like it's yeah, it cheesy, that. but yeah. that that shit takes prep. Yeah, like definitely. I have to know that they're gonna find a note from this person. Like the game I was planning for my my wife's friends, there's like journal entries they find out of order. So like I wrote the whole journal and then just like mixed mm. the different clues up so that they find them at different points and it explains the whole backstory. And I want I don't want to just tell them something. Like I want to hand them. Yeah, like it's good. To, it evolves them, doesn't it? Yeah. When one of the things we've had in this when we when we did Fandolin the first thing, one of the little gems I threw to spice it up because I thought going forward it might be useful was that they found a spell book with um, an initial on it yeah. and pages torn out 
the warlock was but part of the story arc I kind of planned for him was that he would get the book and his mission would be to find the pages which would then you know finish the ritual this fucking joker he looks at it and goes nah don't read books Vince <laughs> it off so the druid it, it, I mean it's kind of it's beautiful in its way because the druid culture he gets the book because he's like oh, I'll take that when he finally gets to the to the kind of patron warlock who tasks him with getting the pages he hasn't equated that it's the book that fucking Max is carrying <laughs> All the pages are scattered throughout the rest of the realm. And yeah. he's, he's just gone for a wee and he still doesn't yeah, know, does he? Still doesn't know. Yeah. All the pages are scattered. <laughs> All the pages which are stained and showed him are scattered throughout, right? Basically, it's an economic, and when you get all the yeah. pages, you'll be able to, like, fucking unleash hell and all this shit. All the pages are scattered throughout without blowing it. But that book that Kilcher was carrying, the one character that he deadshotted, is now in the hands of the big bad. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? So, like, the one that they were carrying it with him the whole time, and, like, he didn't fucking clock. It's just. Well, that's like, the that's books, the thing, though, isn't it? Whatever. But that's the thing is, you've got to be careful with from a GM's point of view, though, isn't it? Is that you go, all right? I've got this Easter egg here. I've got that there. That that that. The, all these little breadcrumbs, or whatever. Yeah. You know, but you've got. I know. I you've see, written that. Yeah, you yeah, see yeah, them. You've created it. Yeah. But well, it's so but obvious. As, as an NPC, as as a player, you're got, you're walking down there. Oh, there's, there's, a, there's a, do you see a stone on the right side? That's one. You just can't kind of walk. Yeah. But that stone's the thing that yeah. in fucking 20, 25 sessions. Time, or you, that or you, the thing or you, you or your whole party of like managed to convince itself, or you come, you you uh, concentrate on something else, which means yeah. nothing at all. Yeah. But you then all start because how do you know? I will say that I did kind of like there's something when it comes to you know you play a video game and you kind of like walk past the thing. Oh, there's a it's glowing somewhat. Do you know what I mean? I did kind of. I'm not having a go because you know, like I said, it's easy for me because I've written it all, but. I did telegraph it by kind of saying, here's the book with the name. Yeah, in a bookshelf. In a bookshelf. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is the thing you might want, you know? And but that's, that's okay to a missing. certain degree. Huh? And you can red herring some of that stuff. Totally. Like, when I've done handouts in the past, I'll have handouts that aren't important. Sure. Like, they are just a letter between two people that have very little bearing on, yeah. like, they're interesting or whatever, but they're not. So they can't just assume, like, oh, Brenton's handing us a piece of paper. Clue time! It like is, you throw yeah. some stuff in to mix it up, but I definitely anyways. try. I try and keep it like kind of. I try and keep it interesting, and the things I give them are pertinent. But yeah, I know it's me because I'm one of those people. I look into everything, I mean, and I'll, I'll fucking create dots on there. But yeah, I'm a. I'm a prepping. I'm like a. I want thing, and and I try and give people freedom within it. But I want things laid out. I want things planned, because I'm just maybe I'm just suck at improv. But I I want to feel prepared, and that makes me feel more comfortable. Yeah, coming back the other way, then, do you? What prep do you expect your players to put into a game, for instance? They, do you expect them to do anything? And then after yeah. a game, do you expect them to then write a recap of the session? Or no. I, as they're going through, do you, will you, you know, do you expect them to take a lot of notes? Or no. My my expectation is um, that they like. There's certain things I want as they come into a game, which is develop the bare bones of a backstory tie it in with other characters or like the meta story I'm making um, and then from there they can flesh that out as they go because that's the thing like players as they play the same character longer they they define them more yeah. they start learning who that person is and it becomes more natural it's yeah, really it's hard, hard that first session to be like oh I don't want to do a stupid voice but how do I play my character yeah. who I just made up maybe so I like I like people to think about why they're doing the things they're doing because it makes it more natural, and then just add to that as they go. Yeah. Like, 
if if they do some wacky thing sometime because it's part of their backstory, like add that to their backstory. I don't expect notes. Um, I'm I'm okay with like players not remembering weird specific details that their character would remember. Like the the innkeeper's name that you talked to five minutes ago, but was actually three weeks ago the last time we played. Like I'll tell you the name again. I don't expect you to, but but certain things I do expect you to remember. So I yeah. don't know. That's kind of like yeah. I get fucking I get really fucking annoyed. That drive drives me nuts. But you know, like I said, I don't expect everyone else to be the same. The conspiracy obsessed fucking lunatic that I am after. Yeah. So anyway. so that problem in it that you know, like like you're saying that you're. You're playing a game that you may be three or four weeks since yeah. you played, but in, and, in and game life terms, has happened in between yeah, yeah, games. totally, yeah, yeah. Fucking no one's going to remember that. And no. There's always that fucking likelihood that whoever took the notes from that session is going to forget the book, yeah, or you know, I've no got, one I've actually got, wrote that down because they didn't seem that it didn't as seem an important. important. I get that. That's it's tricky, isn't it? It's it a is. tricky. It's the tricky balance. It's frustr- it? I think it's frustrating. I get frustrated because I'm like. I, I put this work in it. Why don't they think that's important? But then that's not real life, is it? Do you know what I mean? It's like the, I don't expect you gotta, you know, they got other shit going on in their life. There's, I'm just sitting in my fucking at work plotting this stupid shit that doesn't really matter. It's uh, no, it's frustrating. All right, I think we're pretty much done with that. Um, I suppose we were going to do local lunatics, but I'm going to save that for another day. Um, now, movie choice. I think after that because we're pushing on with this. Britain. What's up? What's up with? We're on one hour twenty-eight. It feels later, doesn't it? Oh fuck! You must be knackered, you two. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Me and Prince in between us about smacking four hours sleep. Yeah, and we've got tomorrow. We've got a, a full day of gaming, gaming and bullshit as well. Standing so. up. I'm just gonna smash Stevie and then nap in the corner. Yeah. It's cool. Full day of gaming and Stevie and Stevie Voxel. <laughs> Tiring. <laughs> Which bit? Uh, hang on, let me have a drink. I've dried out. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Oh, lovely, right, much better. Bit simply. <laughs> Bit simply. Right, so we didn't do the retro review last time because we ran out of time, we got excited talking about whatever we were doing. Yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. We got ploughed into that. Retro review, we let the guest choose. Again. And the guest chose? The Prophecy. The oh, Prophecy. Yes. <laughs> okay, so for those who don't know, um, 1995 movie, I forget who directed it, but um, Christopher Walken, Viggo Mortensen, Elias Cotius. Aragorn. Hey, Aragorn. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Michael Madsen's sister. Um, and I think some other people. That guy from Friends. Yeah. Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> Playing his character from Friends. He plays it. Also in Saving Private Ryan. As yeah, well. yeah, 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 yeah. He's the same movie. hair, basically. He just keeps the same hair. That means in the same character. Adam Goldberg is the name. That's the name. Actually, yeah, yeah. Um, not the same guy from the Goldbergs, but um, yeah. Anyway, so great movie, I think. Anyway. Um, I was surprised, I had a quick sort of scout around at work, because I was obsessed with this film in the 90s. You may not be surprised to know that. But um, and I always thought it was a kind of a cult film. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah, think a lot of people knew it. But I was at work today, and they, they asked, they said, are oh, you talking on podcasts? I said, oh, a movie, you would have heard of it. And as soon as I said Prophecy, we were like, fucking dickhead. Yeah, The Angel's amazing. So I was, it's more well-known than I thought. I always thought it was a yeah, well-known The Angels. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Them bloody angels. Angel of death in that. Um, <laughs> Always mucking about, in it. So, um, Brittany, do you want to, Why did you choose this film? Um, so I'm I'm a bit obsessed with with angels as like a literary. Are like, you an angel believer? I, I'm not, I'm an agnostic. I'm a non anything believer. But I I do feel like that if you take any part of that sort of religion, that once you accept the like central idea of there being a 
a giant ancient spaceman that controls everything. Yes. That, like, the rest of it's not that weird. Yeah. No. So, like, once you say that there's this all-powerful force that created everything in this benevolent way, like, then, yeah, uh, sure, angels. That makes yeah. sense. He created all the other creatures and us. We're not the top. He created other things. Yeah. And some of them are angels. But it's more, like, I came up in the 90s. Like, this is a 90s hardcore like, film, isn't it? Like, <laughs> trench coats, like, I, just the sort of, like, the mythology around angels or the theology or whatever you want to say, it's just incredibly, like, compelling to me, This, especially, like, the fallen side. Yeah, this, the whole war, that, it's Milton, isn't it? All that caper. Well, this idea, right, like, we all, a lot of us sort of sympathize with the underdog, sympathize with the person that is going to go against something bigger than them, they know they don't have a good shot at winning, yeah. But they take a swing anyways. Defiance. And like, these, I'm not trying to like, make them heroes or anything, but this is like, they went against God. Yeah. And not not a God like people nowadays who don't have faith or don't believe. Like, they knew he was a thing. Yeah. Like, they knew he was real, and or it was real, and all powerful, and they're like, we're taking the swing anyways. <laughs> and that's crazy. Like, and then they fought. And, you know, we're... For fucking ages, apparently, yeah. cast down and, like, all of this sort of weird craziness. And they're just cool. Like, the Hebrew word for them is, like, Moloch. Yeah. Which is fucking cool. They have cool names. Like... Azrael and shit like that. Gabriel. Gabriel like, Gabriel. Simon. Yeah. yeah so, Uziel. Simon, <laughs> Tom. Like, I don't think there's an angel called Tom. Doing his now. Is that the same, <laughs> the same right now. You can have like, the, Angel, um, the Angel of Tui. Angel of Mosh. Angel of Tui. <laughs> just like the, the visuals for them, the idea that they're this they're the sort of fearsome thing. They're not I don't I don't really prescribe to the whole like, ooh, guardian angel watching over me, softly touching. Yeah. Or but this idea that like they're the messengers of God and God is not always you know, the kind fuzzy guy. Yeah, exactly. So, like, a fire and brimstone they are a messenger, around. and that messenger message is not always good. Uh, so, like, the visuals of them, the sort of theology behind them, all this stuff is super compelling to me. I love it. And here's, like, a 90s movie where they're fighting, and it's Christopher Walken, and it's just kind of a no-brainer. And also, it must be the most sampled fucking movie from for 90s metalcore. Yeah. That's, yeah. I know, because I, I, I tried to sample it for Gabriel. Gabriel. Yeah, it's, it's all, all that kind of crazy shit. I think Archangel actually. Archangel used yeah. yeah. Who? I was trying to think of one I heard recently and I couldn't remember who was the... That's what it was. Yeah. Gabriel. Dun-dun. God is that I can't remember. Uh, like that you can't stand him loving something yeah. more than you or something yeah. like that. Dun-dun. I mean that's that's textbook. Do you know what I mean? Uh, there's actually four sequels to this movie. Yeah, no, there's, there's four sequels. They made two of them in one year. <laughs> there's two of them made in 2005. How many movies Christopher Walken in? He's in the first three. Uh, really? Yeah. What? He's in the first three. Are they Dan, good? Glenn Danzig's in the second one. Of course oh, he was. Yeah. I may have to watch that now. Are they good? I mean, the other ones? They are dog shit, mate. <laughs> and I, I worship that first movie. It's one of those films. Like, it's up there with Apocalypse Now for me. And I just watch it all the time because I, at one point I read really deeply into it. But it's uh, so you kind of know what's going on a bit more than everyone else, don't you? Like, you know, what I, mean? that, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I watched it a lot when I was younger. I had it on videotape, and, all, and I love the imagery. Yeah, it's front cover because. Oh. The reason I got into it in the first place was that they had a poster in a window at uh, the video shop. I looked at it for ages, because like, it's that kind of beam of light mm-hmm. with a face. You can't, on the edge of the world, a battle between heaven and hell, you know, mad shit like that. And I was just like, 
oh, you know, I thought it's fucking amazing. And it's a really cool movie. Christopher Walken's awesome in it. Yeah, he is, yeah. When he does that thing, like when he puts his finger on the lips, yeah. he goes, "It's because I told you a secret when you were born or some yeah. shit." And he sets the body sets the on fire. fire. Like, yeah, oh man, he's, he's, he's cool as fuck. He's got he's got cool style in that, and sort of pure style in that. Like the story, the story is pretty simple actually, yeah. but it's. Um, there's this war between a second war between heaven and hell, um, but it's actually it's more war, just like it's, it's a, a war, war between, between the good it's angels. Civil war, yeah. Because yeah. um, they've already cast Lucifer out. This yeah, point. he's fuck, was sitting in his basement. They call him, don't they? God yeah. is essentially pieced out. Mm. Like no one's heard from him, and they are just continuing this fight. That's a, essentially about humans. Like, should humans be elevated to the status they are or not? Um, are they je- they're jealous, aren't they? They've they're, got, yeah, like, they're jealous, one side are they jealous of souls? I mean, jealous, soul. Yeah, it's basically like he put them in his favour before mm-hmm. angels. Like, he's, he's a good monkeys, but monkeys, like he loves yeah, you, yeah. you know, like this. Yeah. And basically the war in heaven has meant no one, no souls are getting up. It's like you've got this kind of like big fucking congestion yeah. of souls or whatever, and they can't go up and they can't go down because so, um, God's dumb one. Yeah, know? so Gabriel's plan is to just find a really horrible human. Because we're we're capable of way more deception and evil war shit. and evil than angels are. So to find <laughs> one of those souls, take it, and that dude's going to help us win the war. So they found one, they identified him, but Simon stole that soul first. He got down there at, for the good side, or the, the side that is siding with humans, humans stole yeah. it first. Um, and then it's this, this fight over the soul, who he then implants in a little kid, and there's this cop... Tommy Daggett, Tom, Thomas Daggett, Thomas yeah. Daggett, who has Ex priests. Yeah, yeah, he was almost. he wasn't confirmed. Yeah, almost. But he that's has, he has a he has a seizure, doesn't he? At his point of confirmation, he sees like the, the angels. But that around. this is one of those really interesting things for me, and not to get too much into like ideas of faith and and whatever. But one of the things is most people have crisis of faith. You normally think about like not having seen enough or not having heard enough. Like I don't hear from this. I don't see. Uh, evidence of this you're taking it all on faith aren't you? he he had a crisis of faith because he was shown too much yeah he had the confirmation like, in it. It was like, like he saw that this is not what i thought it was and it's horrible and they're fighting and, and it's all this weird crazy lie and that that broke him from his faith and his connection to be a priest versus the the more common like oh i don't know if any of this is real this is like it's very oh, real yeah, yeah. and it's messed up get out of there yeah like, so that's that. I think was an interesting, like, sort of choice. It's a good, it's a simple story, but it's really fucking good. I know I didn't get a great, a lot of great reviews at the this, time, but yeah, I mean, I got a lot of love for this movie, but Maybe it's too. got problems. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so it, it, it treads water a little. Yeah, there's, there's a yeah. lot of kind of padding, but there is some, there's so many good fucking scenes. I mean, even just simple stuff like the way they portray the angels. Mm-hmm. First of all, with the the eyes getting pushed in. Yep. That's fucking dark. But then they're like, they find them balancing on things. You know, they like sit in like a little yeah. gargoyle. Like, yeah, like gargoyles. Because they essentially, of a chair, this idea that they have wings, you just don't, yeah. they're almost like Not manifesting visible, so, yeah. non-visible. So yeah. it's like they just perch. Like, yeah. it's, it's crazy. It's cool visual ideas. Like, yeah. when you see, I think it's one of the opening sequences is the angel falling, mm-hmm. falling down to earth and you see the wings and the shadow and stuff like that. It's, yeah. that's fucking awesome. Totally Uziel, who looks like a, a 90s metal yeah like just like he looks like the fifth guy in like a random street gang yeah, from like exactly. a terminator sequel just it was a, a, video, it's a video game baddie isn't he Do you know what I mean? that guy. but um i was saying earlier on i love i really love the bit like aesthetically when um is it satan viggo mortensen yeah yeah where he's crouched he's crouched on a pile next to a fighter and he's got this little fucking wretch next to him that looks like the emperor from star wars like and uh that woman comes over 
And he's like, I'll lay you out and make and, and fill your mouth with your mother's feces. Yeah, so like that. I was like, fuck me, that's so dark, didn't it? That just needs a fucking beatdown to come yeah. straight after it, doesn't it? <laughs> it was it was made for metal, that fucking film. What is he eating? Is he eating an apple or something? I don't remember. Like, it, no, I feel like it took him a long time to film because all the cameramen had to keep putting the cameras down and just fucking like crowd killing the fuck out, <laughs> out of all the fucking film staff. He, I know he's eating something that's very kind of um Allegorical, almost. I forget exactly what it is. Starbar and that and Gollum and Gollum's like, and Vigor just got. It's his own, but like Vigor's got the coolest lines in it. Do you know what I mean? Like because he just he tells you a little story or whatever, and he's there's that bit where he's eating that heart or whatever it is, and he just goes, just come home with me, come home with me. I love you more than Jesus. I like how he's just peeling the petals off that yellow rose, and then he just starts. He just starts eating the stem of it like really weirdly. Like, yeah. yeah, he's fucking cool. So that's Martin and You're always going to have long faces, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, there's some long faces. They just fucking died. Walken's great in that movie, man. Like, Walken's great playing, anyway. Yeah. When he's sat and he's like, a, he's basically this weirdo who's turned up at this weird little hick school. Yeah, blows a trumpet, blows a trumpet. Gabriel yeah, knocks yeah, yeah. all the fucking windows out. I love that man. It's so, so fucking cool. That, um, <laughs> Gabriel's trumpet. There are these cool elements where they mix in uh, shamanism, like the the Native Americans. Yeah. Who, who have their shit together. They're like, she, something's in her that shouldn't be, it's making her sick. They like, they're sussed, on the nose they? about yeah. that. They have it sussed, and it's just, it's this weird sort of shared mythology there. That weird thing as well, with, with like, with the, the ultimate baddie, the, the evil soul, is that guy from the Korean War who had, like, yeah. committed atrocities, didn't yeah. he? Like, Cannibalism. Like, yeah, when he's basically stood behind the little girl at one, at one point at that vision, he just, like, puts her hands on her shoulders. That's fucking so weird, what? mate. And it's creepy, isn't it? Oh. You just watched this thing kind of for the first time. You know, I've seen it before. never heard of it. Well, you know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of one of those things that if you're around the nineties, yeah. you would have sweated it because it's for fucking the dorks, basically. But <laughs> in it, yeah, I'm sure I'm saying. But what are your thoughts on that? I'm curious. I think it went over my head a little bit. I didn't really get it. I think it's worth a rewatch for me personally. But I like I liked all the imagery of it. I like it when you make angels a little bit dark. Yeah. It kind of lends itself I mean, well to like that. emo angels. No, yeah, I love an emo angel. There's that scene. <laughs> they look like they're about to just kick into a rift, aren't they? At any point. That scene when they were there, they're in like the kind of the tunnel or whatever, and you see the kind of um, the runes, the angelic script on the wall of all yeah. the names, and then that, yeah. the vision of them all on stakes. Yeah. That's fucking insane. Oh, like Crusoe. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. like, there's your fucking breakdown. That's fucking oh. insane. Jun Jun. Yeah. Jun Jun. It's got a bit of a. <laughs> bit of a straight a TV vibe to it. Yeah, it did get a cinematic release. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. It did, but I mean, what, so. what I mean, it's because it was made in the nineties, and everything from the nineties now looks like shit. Yeah, everything in the nineties is so yeah, extended. I guess so. Yeah, I guess given the kind of stuff it is, maybe that that's a bit more apparent because it's not like a big like straight up action movie, something no. like that. It's like, an odd little film, man. It's, it, it, I don't really know what it is. It reminds me. Like I thought, I only watched half. But uh, Which half watch? I watched the first half. Uh, <laughs> Good choice. Yeah. He watched, he watched yeah. the middle half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get a bit of all of it, don't you? Yeah. Like Neapolitan. Um, it would play me of a cross between, like, yeah, like a straight TV movie, a little bit Twin Peaksy. Yeah. And music reminds me of the music from Resident Evil. Um, the first two games, uh, kind of like weird, weird synthy, synth-y ominous, yeah. like constant. That's right, a bit Twin Peaks. Like the music, I was, I was watching it. I had to put, um, I was watching it at work on my phone on Netflix, and I had subtitles. I know, well, I'm busy. Is it um, on Netflix? I, yeah, I had subtitles. I had subtitles. I had to be there. Yeah. Um, 
it had subtitles on it. It said ominous music, and ominous music was at the bottom. <laughs> Honestly, for about five minutes at one point, and nothing else, nothing else. This ominous music, um, which you know was it was pretty ominous. It's my favorite. It's my favorite genre. Yeah, yeah. Another another cool angel move that was just also creepy is when he. Like, he's got his minion, he's got Goldberg, Adam Goldberg, or whatever, yeah. as his okay. minion. But when he goes to get the new minion, when he goes to get the girl, and he, like, walks into the, the hospital, and he's like, someone's about to die, like, I have a, I have a sense for this. Yeah. <laughs> and the woman's, like, security, and, shh, and just puts, and he's just, and he's like, uh, recovering, uh, yeah. recovering, uh. <laughs> like, he's just disgusted like, at, like, modern, Walker. yeah, modern medicine, and he's like, terminal, ah. <laughs> and then he just waits, and she dies, and he, and he brings her back, and she's so disappointed. She's, she's, she's just like, I was, I was there, like, something was on the other side, and he's like, no, 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 and it's, you just feel for her. Yeah, because he needs someone to drive him around. Yeah, because he can't drive. Yeah. Because he's an angel. He's basically me, isn't he? As anime, you, you why you not? Why you not just sat on the couch? I want to go to Airsoft again. For yeah, I should be personal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trench coat time. Well, well, Pac-Man. Blow your trumpet, Nathaniel. Dave. Oh, you'd be the worst master ever. Not dungeon master. You're a pretty good dungeon master. Be a shit master though. Do you think I'd be the worst angel of death? You're not scary enough. No? I just chin you. used to be pretty scary. Your political views are in line. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't find it scary when I can see the titles to all the books. Yeah, what, the 100 best vegan recipes? Uh, yeah. You should maybe turn on your throat. He's taking the edge off. I gotta say, speaking of like 1995, <laughs> sure. Like, vegan needs to get scary again. Doesn't it just? Like, like. When I came up through the scene, like, vegan kids were scary. When they fucking, everyone was a lunatic. Like, they were just on their neck tattoo and would just, like, you were scared to tell, like, I felt bad about wearing leather near them. Don't eat cheese in your pizza, you'll probably get shot in the face, yeah. But now vegan is like this byword for, I'm vegan. It's like, it needs needs some threat back. It needs some, like, 90s level threat back. I just threw a packet of bacon off Cliff on Snakes Pass. I didn't really. No, because uh, no, that'd be littering. That'd be horrible. Yeah. No. And there's some freaking that bomb. I'd have it. Yeah. I, I have an Earth Crisis pin on my jacket, so I'm, I'm doing my part. Pretty well, much. Way to go. Like, just, just, you know. Guy, it you know, values your support. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> know, yeah You're welcome, Mother Earth. <laughs> veganism in the 90s was definitely like. Different. Different, yeah. It was, uh, Angels and veganism are much darker in the well, 90s. Were they? I'll, I'll give you a perfect example of a band that combined the two. It was a band called Seven who were on uh, Milton oh, yeah, yeah, Records. Yeah, Milton Records, Seven. Yeah. And the only reason I got it was because like, it was called Conspiracy of Angels or some mad shit okay. like that. And it had like the woodcut front cover. Ooh. Do you know what I mean? They are like the woodcut. Some Gustave Doré action. Yeah, Gustave Doré woodcut. And it's just like some mad religious fucking sample of fire brimstone. And then it's Feedback intro. Dibble. Oh my god. Not even a dibble, just a feedback. Ominous music. Yeah. Five minutes in bracket. So so speaking again of the, the mid nineties and angels, Glenn Danzig, Black Aria. Yes, oh Black my Aria. God. Terrible. Like I listened to it again recently. I, I, I should play that because it's it's good D D music. It's perfect. But it is rough. Like it's like he found a synthesizer for the first time. <laughs> Fisher Price. Black Aria. No. Oh god. It's, it's, it's everything it's you want it to be. It's, it's a Danzig it's, opera about the fall of the angels. Isn't it? <laughs> synth, synth opera 
about say, fallen fallen angels. I it's, thought it was the best thing I'd ever heard when I was twenty. <laughs> I got I got a lot of shit for listening to that from a girl I liked in in high school. Like I had it on. It's like people were hanging out, and I'm like, oh, this is much. I'm gonna seem Run interesting down. and worldly, and she just turned around. And was like, "What is this shit?" <laughs> it's so different. And then like went and just put something else on. It was like, Ooh, "She'll never like me." <laughs> All cred lost. <laughs> you a Dazzy fan? Um, not a huge. I was a big Angel fan. I was just a big like. Just really into angels. No, just like TV nope. show. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy, but that's been off. But that's been off. No, I just I I was I, Angel. I was a fucking geek. Like I was a nerdy, like loved Vampire in the Masquerade and like these sort of darker Moran. <laughs> I was telling about him uh, live role playing. Like oh, wore wore a, wore a trench coat to one year of high school. In Southern California, Jesus like in San Diego, that is a bad look. <laughs> what was your hair like at this point? I had long hair. I had pure high school shooter in yeah. I had I had long hair. That's full combat. And because I'm a dude who had never had long hair before, it was not well cared for. I would say, so it gets crazy curly, like Howard Stern like curls, <laughs> long like crazy thick hair, terrible trench coat. What was the shirt? What, what shirt were we wearing? I so the the like Tim Bradstreet art vampire yeah, the, shirt. The Bruja, was it? Yep, one? Yeah, yep. the like an Akira anime shirt. This nice. is this is why I'm glad I went to school before Facebook. Yeah, this yeah. is all dead. Like yeah. like I have one There's picture of it. I have like one picture and it's kind of funny. But people are like, oh, that's funny. Ha ha. They don't understand. This was like every day. <laughs> 365. Like. I had stuff about Nakira shirt when they were a teenager. Yeah. At this table. All of these three fucking idiots. Yeah, yeah, the old, old dudes. <laughs> but. I was definitely a thing, wasn't it? My girlfriend had that Brujah t shirt. She dressed like that. It was like, she, she probably looked like a female version of you. Like, black yeah. hair, leather jacket. I hope not. Yeah. For your sake. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was just a rough. Like, I, I was drinking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were describing yourself then, and it was like, <laughs> 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 Custard Brothers. <laughs> but, but yeah, I just, like, so I was a Danzig fan. So, like, I love Misfits. Still love them mm. to this day. One of my favorite bands. But, um, no, that, I just, I thought, like, oh, it's got a bunch of song titles about angels. It's deep. It's not, it's actually. Not cool. it's, it's, um, it's hot topic fucking, you yeah. know, occultism. But. And there's, there's actual, like, you know, religious scholarship and, like, Milton. And there's, there's a lot of actual really good, interesting work around it that, Danzig's Black Aria isn't, but when you're you know that age, you don't it's know. Cool, isn't it? You just I still really cool. like the first, the first four Danzig albums. They're fucking awesome. Yeah. Raging all the time. Still good. Well, any other? I mean, you guys haven't said anything about this fucking film, really. I, I mean, I can say I haven't watched it since probably last time I watched it was with you, probably yeah. in 1996 yeah. or something. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I was just trying to remember the lyrics too. Is it Ron and Keating Angels? Uh, I is don't it, know. Is That's it Robbie Angels? Williams, isn't it? Is it Robbie Williams? Robbie Williams yeah. Yeah. How does it go? Um, Something about dancing. I think it goes, I need yeah, an it. angel, ginger, ginger, ginger. Do you ever wonder about how it became, why did that suddenly become a thing in veganism and stuff? Just being tough? But is it, do you know what I mean? It's like, I, think about, I know I was fully, I was fully deep into all that, weren't I? That was, oh my God. I was so fucking mental about yeah. it. But, I do, as you're probably starting to realise, I do the, the kind of propensities to be a bit fucking loose. 
it was just I mean it was part of this whole movement within the scene of like self denial being the like ultimate manly sort of bro like I'm not gonna drink because I'm strong I'm not gonna yeah. eat these things I'm gonna protect mother earth because I, I'm strong I'm gonna free and they're like all these crazy things of like dudes and masks with like puppies yeah as like the ultimate tough guy like I don't know it was fucking weird <laughs> I, I've got to tell you this story when I went to America first time I went Which, out there the first time you ever went there yeah there was, no you're gonna like this it's, it's, it's the story okay you know? good yeah. so when I first went out to America I, I went to a a, a hardline camp. I oh guess. my god! All right, I was. This is 1996. A camp. About. Yeah, like at a out in the middle of the fucking nowhere. like a militia. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> god, that, the amount of fucking camo at these things. No, the amount of shooting of televisions that occurs. <sighs> I don't see why you guys even boys pick up on that. That was fucking cool. Have you ever shot a TV with a shotgun? It's fun as fuck. Hold on, tell me more. <laughs> I'm not so sure that I'm going to keep bringing all these things. I, I throw these little gems every now and again. Put it this way. Tell me about Hardline Camp now. The first time I ever like, saw... It sounds like a space camp. I, 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 yeah, you got out there, right? And we were staying out in the middle of fucking the, the boonies, in the middle of the woods. Dude, first night we were there, the dude I went with fell off a fucking cliff and shattered his arm and had to go get hiked back out of this national park in the middle of Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And flew home so I was left basically abandoned because before the internet before I had access to the internet I was basically left in America on my Todd with apparently the craziest people in the world um, the first time I ever saw anyone with tattoos on their face was like these dudes from Salt Lake City showed up and they've got full on like Maori tattoos on their face they lay down and just taking guns out of their bag do you know what I mean it's like Someone said to him, you not bring a tent? But we don't have a fucking tent. You know, the guy has embraced will keep us dry tonight. And they all woke up like midge to fuck. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was... All of our toes smudged. It was crazy. I, I never... Sounds seen like it. you're part of a cult. Like... Uh, sounds really like, you, sounds you, like you're a few months off like shooting up a fucking butchers. Yeah. yeah. Less than a few months, I'd say. I, yeah, it's, just, it's part of my life I'm not particularly proud of and I don't much like talking about it but it was kind of funny 20, 20 funny years down it's funny 20 years down the line because yeah. fucking you know I'm a rational human being now so but I was certainly so I haven't shot TVs but I will uh, espouse the wonderful virtues of um, fluorescent lighting tubes oh fucking smashing smashing, smashing the fuck out, out of those so good that big well, bangs well yeah working at a circuit city in retail when we had to get rid of those it was like special fun day it explodes it was so like loud. you'd go in the back and no one's around and you just start smashing them against the loading dock and uh, incredibly dangerous probably have health problems to this day so we do it, it'd be like oh there's a powder it's cool I got a bandana like I'm safe I've tied this bandana around my face now let me just keep smashing yeah. cancer causing chemicals yeah. against the wall I just wrapped but, the Paul Resistance album cover yeah, right okay. <laughs> <laughs> leave the fuck out of a tube oh. amazing so yeah urban urban camo and woo wear <laughs> Great days. I never, had, I never went that route. Unfortunately, it was rip stops and uh, black t-shirts. But uh, yeah, it was definitely a, a peculiar time. So Strange was obsessed with guns, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Strange used to be interesting, but no, no, it was pretty fucking dull. Anyway, anyway. Speaking of interesting, can we have a live first bite of the whisper, please? <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's let's take it back to reality. We haven't even finished the star bite yet. I no, fuck the star bar. Fuck the star bar. I didn't notice I, I was going to mention something. I don't think the star bar is particularly representative of English confectionery. I'd, yeah. I'd like to see you try a whisper. I'd prefer, I'd prefer a blue ribbon, but we'll settle. <laughs> so what is it with you and blue ribbon? That's an odd choice. 
Because they're fucking OG. It's a English, English biscuit, isn't it? Is it on? They're I all they're all G. No one. Have you ever heard of a blue ribbon? Have you ever heard of a whisper? No. Blue I feel ribbon, like you're more ribbons, likely to have heard of a whisper. Blue ribbon's lunchbox favourite, isn't it? You yeah. Yeah. Kidney, you know, so, so the story, the quick story behind this is we're at a a store, like Cop, a convenience yeah. store, smallish, smallish like market, getting snacks, and and I make the we're horrible mistake <laughs> of of reaching for a Reese's peanut butter bar like they're like the crispy wafer bars which i enjoy um and that when was a huge home. mistake yeah. because apparently because i can get that anywhere i'm a horrible human being <laughs> so, Trash. so tom, like, who, who came down me i fucking saw so reach out said no you gotta do that tom said, put me in a put me in a sleeper hole <laughs> and connor grabbed sleep, grabbed a star bar and, and tom grabbed a whisper and they shoved it in my mouth uh, fully wrapped, and then walked me to the counter where I, I spit them out on the counter and gave them whatever money. I don't even know if I gave them the right money. No, I don't. Give country strange. Shillings. I give people bills. They give me a handful of coins, and that's something. Rather than not so much. They're still so, dealing mud coins in this town. Anyway. Typical winning co-op as well. So I ended up with a star bar, which was which was decent so far. It's been very hard to eat because every time I go to take a bite, someone starts talking. Edgar leans uncomfortably across the table <laughs> and locks me with this sort Sunny's of loving, loving gaze. I just, I'm so. jealous of him because he's trying all these things yeah. for the first time. I'm disappointed, not disappointed in you, I'm disappointed that he didn't like Jeff Cates I thought he'd really like him. And I, I, I just, I was. I don't think people do. I wish he'd like. We all like Jeff Cakes. We all love Jeff Cakes. I don't. I don't think Americans like him because I've seen a few things now where people are like, no, I don't like it. They don't like the middle bit, which is the best bit. Yeah. 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 Just smashing orange. But we're gonna get a live fucking live whisper live tasting. So he's opening now. Whisper. What do you think of the packaging? It's quite purple. Isn't it just? Whisper is a terrible name for anything. No, you're wrong. You, it, you it, tried to eat a bar called a Reese's Peanut Butter Bar earlier on, didn't you? Yeah. A Babe Ruth. A Babe Ruth. I didn't eat a baby Ruth. No, but you it's did. called a Books baby Ruth. I can't support a baby Ruth oh, because those are used as poo in 80s movies. So, mm. you know. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to well, give this a try. Let's, because let's talk more. Come on, let's talk more friends. whispering. Oh, I like it. Do you like that one? <laughs> Here we go. We're going in. <laughs> it was that expensive. It's nervous. A little bit of drool. Uh, Pouring wasn't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't ready for the bubbling inside. What are you saying? Swallow first. Oh, God. That's what she said. It's good. Yes, it's oh. a lot. It feels a little like a Milky Way. Oh, like it's got it's got a hard chocolate outer and then like a soft kind of bubbly inner. Bubbly it's, it's inner. Like, I mean, I'd compare it more like to Nate. It's like Nate. Nate. Yeah, Nate's got hard exterior, but once you crack through, it's got a lovely, lovely bubbly, soft heart. Bubbly soft, sugary <laughs> bubbly, interior. Uh, bubbly satisfying. That's what all his friends at, at Hardline Camp found out yeah. during the trust falls. Yeah. And rope swing. That's why I got kicked out. They were like, we thought you were the angel Uriel, but instead you're just the yeah. butthole. Trust, <laughs> trust falls. It's good. Would, would eat again. You would cool, eat again. I will eat the rest of this. Oh, bar whisper. When, when not everyone is looking. Yeah, tomorrow we're going to try you on HP sauce and a double decker. I brew. I'm brutal. Why a Scottish? Vimtol. It's nice though. Vimtol, blood of Manchester. So, Tizer. Tizer. So for the record, if if I'm dead, Diabetes. it's something I ate. Yeah. I, can't, I can't drink Tizer. And, and find these people. Is that a police <laughs> officer? No, no. Why can't you drink Tizer? <laughs> because when I was a kid, I used to go around to my cousin Wesley's house and he used to have a big bottle of Tizer. Showers. And he was, uh, and he was obsessed with uh, What's It's Crisps. Right, so he'd get a big bag of Watson's crisps, he'd eat them, and he'd have all bits of Watson's oh, in his face. No. Then he'd put the bottle of Tizer up and drink it, 
And when he put oh, it down, no, we'd have our backwash, oh, oh, what's this backwash inside? And it was fucking rank. Oh, oh, no. That is grim. Fucking yeah. where's what's he up to these days? Is he a what's it? No, he had a brain tumor and he had to cut his throat to uh, make him survive, and he's like a cabbage now. That is really quite dark. I'm not yeah. more expecting that story. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Now, now he's preserved. Maybe cut in a like 20 bottle. seconds before this. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that came to show him? Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Did it in the gym? No Steroids. Way. That's fucking Don't do them, kids. Yeah. yeah. I've done it. Damn. Yeah. I'll stop any day now. Awful. Steroids. What's it, though? I've always been. That What's it seems to be a favourite in Gang's Workshop. You know what I'm saying? Those kinds of. Is that powdery cheese flavour? Any, anything, yeah. anything that stains the end of your fingers is exactly. a war game special. Debris. 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 Like, oh, it's a spaceship in the outer spaces collapsing. It's just. <laughs> bah, what's this all over the fucking place? I have a fear of, like, I think I saw it once, maybe at Northwest Gaming Centre, somewhere like that, of one of these what's it fingered fucking oafs. Taking a look, mind if I look at your figures and no. pick it? No! You know, like that dirty hand comes yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. I... Pick it with a mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that a lot of people at that places, they just skip out on like little things, like washing your hands after a piss. Wash your hands after a what's it? Pick it, it what's it? Picking your nose too much, and it's just like you've got a build up under your nail, and it's like, yeah. uh, you don't, I don't want people like that touching my shit ever. Do you know? I quite agree. I, t- I try not to think about it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a rabbit hole I don't want to go down. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Savile and uh, Margaret Thatcher. Fucking hell, man! What are you, are you taking my role today? For being <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, yeah, getting... in in San Diego, the nomenclature. I, I forget who came up with it, but the nomenclature that we use for those folks is nachos. We call oh, them really? nachos because <laughs> you just look at them and they're the personification of like a ch- nasty cheesy chip, a human cheese chip. Yeah, and I like that. So it's like, oh, that they place definitely is, love cheesy flavors. That well, place is full of fucking nachos. <laughs> just Ooh, that backwash is really fucking grimy yeah. out, man. Like, that what? That backwash. Oh yeah. yeah. What's this right backwash? Yeah. I love ties as well. You should get that Kickstarter as a horror film though. <laughs> <laughs> fucking backwash. Tizer. Swinton backwash. Swinton backwash. Right, I think we're going to wrap this up here unless there's anything else anyone wants to add no no we're all good I should add that we're going to be having the next couple of episodes are going to have guests as well yeah, um, yeah. so next time we're having Johnny uh, Sav he's, he's joining us for, for one episode um, and uh, after that we've got Rich Sampson our oh, Gord Gore and maybe a few others finally pull his finger out so we'll get him on we've, we've been debating having so him on for years, but <laughs> We were like, should we get Nurgor on? But I was like, his finger's off in, off out. I, I want his finger out, and then we'll get him on, and he's finally basically, pulled his fucking finger out. Basically, okay. make the effort to fly two days across the country to sit in my kitchen and be berated by five assholes. <laughs> yeah. That's more as that. Highly recommended, yeah. if you can make the trip. Uh, I will say that this means my, my reign as best special guest is, is most likely going to end. As soon as there are other special guests, yes, that me. Special guests yeah, that. only as best, also worse, also <laughs> worse. But but I'll take best. You've wrapped up the numbers. I think you've only done one less of these podcasts than Max to be honest. So uh, to be fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to go outside and have a fight now. Oh, tumbleweed gif. Tumbleweed. Tumbleweed gif. I love a good gif. Right. It's not a garage. Okay, <laughs> so that's the end of it. I'll uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Peace. 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 Yeah. Uh, Games. <laughs>